Her job is she just waddles in here when it's ready to, to record, and then I have to take care of everything else. I actually saw the entire setup, and you were more destructive than she was. <laughs> you know what? That's true. No. Mine was good. Yeah, okay. you did a great job. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we're back. Another episode. I, I wanted to do a better job at an intro, because I feel bad. Sorry to Brittany and Carol. I did not introduce them very well. I did. Oh, I you did? I, yeah, there was literally a whole period where I was like, this is our guest, blah, 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 blah. I don't remember that, yeah, but... because you aren't good. Also, we need to plug our socials for some clout. Why are you looking at me like that? Um, <laughs> follow us on like Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. The same handle as everything else, I believe. Tupac Taper, at Tupac Taper. But today we have a guest, uh, another guest. Um, she is an expert at Canva. Mm. She that is, is a, true. She's a dog mom. Mm-hmm. Dog mom. A big Michigan fan. Mm-hmm. And I think also a klepto. If I'm and not her brother's name is not Stefan or Stefan. It's Stefan. No. Butchered. Stefan. Welcome, Aaron Cooster. Stefan. Hello, Aaron Cooster. Hi. Thanks for having me. Of course. Did they have to underline which part of the name? How is it spelled? S T E F A N. So I would pronounce it Stefan. Stefan. Stefan, there sorry. you go. Get to your I'm mic. I'm already so not good. Yeah, Stefan. But I would say like Stefan. <coughs> Stefan. Like oh, that's Stefan uh, or Stefan. Most people do. Yeah, most people get it wrong. Um, and he has gotten very patient with it. However, his wife is like complete stickler of this is how you pronounce his name. Oh. She will correct you on your Stephon. first go. Yeah, but Stefan. My brother Stefan. Aaron just got back <laughs> from um, the Michigan Ohio State game. How were the vibes there? So good. So good. Um, it was a lot of fun. We hung out with my brother and his friend uh, at the golf course for a little bit. So mm. that was fun. We got there at like 6.30 a.m. It was cold as shit. Is um, the golf course like a legit golf course? <laughs> it is, yeah. Okay. You, um, they tailgate on the mm-hmm. golf course? Yep. Oh. You just can't park on okay. like the greens or the putting greens. Right. Do you tailgate on the putting greens? No, mm. not on the putting greens. Oh, I don't know. You tailgate on the golf them. course. But you tailgate in the fairway. Um, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's I think. Cool. Don't call me on that. That's not- I was literally there and I can't answer this question. But you tailgate right on the golf course. It's super fun. It's where most people tailgate. I've done there and then Pioneer High School. Um, but it was really fun. And obviously, like, having beaten Ohio State in the past two years. Did you then- guys... Is that where students tailgate too? No. Oh. Well, students are more so probably going to be like at frat the houses. And, oh, okay, okay. And then okay. other places wherever students reside. I was going to say, yeah. I didn't know if you saw some ratchetness down we there. We did, oh, you did? Like we walked past some frat houses and it really just <laughs> gave me the chills of like Ooh. the amount of drunk that you are right now like makes me like want to bomb. Were you yeah. drunk? No, no. We, I don't really, I get like, I ride a little bit of a buzz and then I come back down. But mm. I only had one beer until we got to Garage Bar to watch the game, because we didn't actually go to the game. Mm-hmm. And then had a couple tequila lemonades and Ooh. just hung out with what? Tequila friends. lemonade? Yeah. That's a thing? That's a combo. Oh, it's so good. I've never had that. It's so good. Highly recommend. I mean, not I've to you, like, but <laughs> highly recommend. Does the, le- does the lemonade <laughs> like kind of kill the burn a little bit? I just like lemonade, oh. obviously. So it like, is so good. But I also love me some tequila, so okay. tequila I don't need juice. the burn to be killed. I would pick orange juice. Is that like That's a name? Fair. Is there a name for that? Yeah, tequila sunrise. Oh. We need a little grenadine in that, I think, or something. Cranberry? I'm not a bartender. I was. Do you guys have any ratchet tailgate stories? Have you guys ever been in a fight? 
No. Ugh. I worked in the athletics department when I was oh. in college, so I never got to tailgate. Really? Oh, and you were true. on the cheer team. Yeah, so. I was on the cheer team. I did go back to a Western game to tailgate, like after I had left Western. Western Michigan. And I swear I kissed like a billion people. <laughs> like I don't Whoa. I did. <laughs> it's like all coming back. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back Men, because i realized women yeah dads I, moms i don't know about that but i do realize i owe my ex-boyfriend a big apology Sorry. because he admitted or admitted he um <laughs> kind of accused me this was like way back when he was like yeah i heard that like we were kind of like talking when i went to that mm-hmm. table tailgate but I, he like accused me of like yeah i heard that you were like obviously not very interested in me because you were like doing your own thing at the tailgate. And I was like, I would never, <laughs> I like just had like a flashback and I was doing my own thing. I was. That's okay. It was an, Oh wait. I, yeah. I went to a couple of Michigan tailgates when I was in mm. college and high school. And oh. those were high school. Yeah. My cousin who I'm really close with went to Michigan. Mm. Her freshman year was my senior. No, her freshman year was like my freshman year mm-hmm. in high school so i went to a couple tailgates when i was in high school and then i went when i was in college and those were definitely much more of an experience than yeah being at grand valley at western (laughs) at western (laughs) in like the the student area where it's like really turnt you know what i'm talking about mac like where everybody all the kids park their cars turnt turnt up that's what i'm sorry we have to stop there no you're you're aging yourself yeah Yeah. he's above the age of 34 where the kids are yellowing Yoloing? Yolo? Isn't that a thing back in the day? You never live wanting? No. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were yellowing. You only live once. You said yeah. you never live wanting? You only, well, she I don't put know what an I said. ing on it. <laughs> ing. I just, I thought I, you yeah. only live once. You only live once. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Okay, you yeah. only live um, once. I thought I said it right. I was like, yeah. wait, what? But at the Western tailgates, there's yeah, that's where I was limited porter potties. Limited. Mm. So you you could go, rough, you though. can go to this field, but it's down a hill to go pee. <laughs> And when you come those. up, it's a nightmare. Everybody's I, naked. Naked. Got, well, because you go da- if you go too far down, <laughs> I didn't experience <laughs> the same thing you experienced. Well, half naked because they're peeing. So, like, if you go to the hill, the I'm people sorry. like pick a tree to pee, and then if you go too far down the hill, you have to come back up. Everyone has their body parts out. That's yeah, fair. but can I just, eh, as it's a man, so you're funny. taught when you're young not to whip your whole butt out, so they're not half okay. naked. There's just when they're drunk, everywhere. there's you just yeah, never know. That's fair. When, when you're you- pooping, your butt's out. Pooping. <laughs> 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 oh <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Ew. I had to pee so. No, bad. everybody isn't. It's men. It's you need to be yeah. honest. It's men. I will. I'm a full blown nature peer. Honestly, like I <laughs> own it. <laughs> if I have peer. to go, I have to go, and I will go outside. <laughs> But like Same. I looked at Aaron, we were walking back from Garage Bar, back to the car, mm-hmm. and I looked at him and I was like, I have to pee so badly. Mm-hmm. Like we need to find a porta potty or we're going to have <laughs> an emergency. And like like I need to be prioritized right now. Like I don't care about what else is happening. I have to go to the bathroom. I need to be prioritized. But, <laughs> like this is about me on a scale of one to ten, we're at an eight. And I went, I, we find a porta potty. I went to the bathroom and I come out and he's just nowhere to be seen. Oh. And I walk out and I'm like, shit, where did he go? And I knew all of his friends were behind him and I saw them all walk into the parking lot. So I'm like, sweet, okay, they'll be waiting. I walk out and I'm scanning the entire parking lot and they're nowhere to be found. And I finally walk to the top of this hill to get a better vantage point. And they're like all walking into the golf course just away. They're just like straight oh, up ditched you? me. I ran and saw Aaron. I'm like, what the hell? And he's like, 
I thought you were those ones, like straight oh, ahead. No. And I was like, you literally watched me point. And I was like, oh, this is no. why I'm driving home. But in his, in, his, in his defense, one time, well, like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, we were on a run and I was rollerblading. You two were on a run and I was filming. Uh, and in his, I get, no, I'm sorry. In his defense. Yeah, I'm just going to defend him. But right how, this isn't defending him. You just got to tell the story. Well, because <laughs> I, be we're, we're going down a big hill. And I get all the way down it on rollerblades because it's way faster than running, obviously. And they, and when I get to the bottom, I turn around and only Mac is there. Uh-huh. And I'm very confused. And she's like, I lost Aaron. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean you lost Aaron? You're running with Aaron. <laughs> I lost her. <laughs> it's a big hill. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A big straight hill. I'm like, <laughs> where, Not a hide. which way did she run away yeah. from you? And ran real fast. Aaron, yeah. being Aaron, I guess now nature you're a user. nature user. Yeah, are you really gonna user. out me like this? Yeah, that we, was kind of messed up. Yeah, Paul. I, I didn't mean, say what I she did. I feel like I mean I think it's obvious. However, <laughs> I mean it was funny because when it first happened, we were all like, "We're not gonna talk about this. Like this is kind yeah. of you know our new secret." But however. I think everybody knows about it, mm, yeah. which is okay. Cause we were with Tess and they were like, I heard about that. It's like, awesome. I'm so glad that this is now public. Aaron knowledge. went and pooped behind. Like, uh, <laughs> okay. You could have said use the restroom no, or it's something. Okay, Cause that is what Lady-like. I did. Um, we I were did. running and I just all of a sudden was like, fuck. Yeah. I looked at Mac. I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. Like literally right now in this immediate moment. That happens. Um, and we're in the middle of downtown Grand Rapids. And sometimes you have to make a game time decision. And respectfully, <laughs> I think I just work really well under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I found myself a spot. Yeah, um, you said you stuck it to the man and we're like yeah. right in front of this government building. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you guys. It was like there was caution tape in front of those stairs like a week ago or something. And I was like, was that because of me? Because well, oh. <laughs> they saw your poop there. <laughs> they were like, oh my God. But uh, yeah, I officially no, have my running no. poop story. However, it was only six miles, which is like, yeah. makes it kind of not okay. Uh, but that was a really long six miles for us that day. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a rough go. And I have to poop on mile three. Like you're not going to go another three miles and like trying yeah. to like not have the Hershey squirts. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Dead. Oh, this is good. I we, love this uh, for we me. We drove past that building like the other day. I'm like, where did she go? Because <laughs> there's nowhere to go. No, not now because they trimmed the bushes. But oh, there were. There okay. were in oh, fact bushes. That makes more sense. Yeah, I think I okay. have a little PTSD every time I drive past oh, that building. I was like, oh God. I can't blame you. Yeah. And yeah, well, that was not good. You were like afraid to run after that. Too, yeah, I honestly. did. I did yeah. have a moment. We tried to run the next day and I was like, respectfully, I cannot. I need yeah. to make sure because honestly, in front of you guys, I mean, we're all it, friends here. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, in a group run setting, that's not something mm. I want to experience uh, respectfully. So I just <laughs> was like, I'm going to walk this one. I'm going to come and I'm going to socialize, but I am going to walk. And I did pack toilet paper just in case for my walk. I'm forever now paranoid. I will probably not yeah. go on a run without toilet paper at this point. But Love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially now that we're going to be doing uh, some longer runs. I'm just not sure mm. how my body's going to react to that. But well, we'll I always, see. I usually try for like longer runs. A lot of them, this, like my last training cycle, I'd make sure they like went near Millennium. Yeah. Because they have those bathrooms. Yeah. And there mm. was a few instances where Millennium was saving my life. Yeah. And I had Park. to be with boys, too. And I was like, mm. <laughs> like 
like, excuse me, I have to go. I was like, I have to use the restroom. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I, I was like, I have to pee really bad. It's like, uh-huh. no, I pee did not take two Well, that's minutes. how at first I looked at you. I'm like, Mac, I have to pee. And then I was like, there is no shielding this. Like, I have to poop. Like, <laughs> I was going to try and just like cover it up. I was like, I have to go Dead. to the bathroom. But I was like, if anything, like, if this is going to happen, I'm really glad it's with you two. But also, <laughs> I need to be fully transparent here. Like, this is a, this is a moment. <laughs> I, um... One time I took, this is back when I like wasn't a runner, right? Like, uh, no, I was not a runner, but I was like, you know what? Today I'm going to try to do a run. And it was like a two mile run. But like back then it was like, this was the biggest day of my life. Yeah. And I had taken, um, they used to have this weird tea. Um, and I unhealthily used to take it or like drink it. And it would, it had like some sort of natural laxative in it. Oh. Yeah. It was like called skinny tea or something. Oh, some no. stupid fucking thing. I remember thing, that. Right? It was like Chinese. I don't even sell it anymore. Um, so I had taken that the night before and I woke up to go on my run and it was so bad. On the on like the side of a busy street, I just pulled my pants down, pooped, <laughs> and I wiped with my scrunchie. That, and I like was wow. so ashamed of myself the rest of the day. I literally stayed inside. What's I really funny about that being like a more beginner run of like when you just started, it's so shameful. But like being in the running game for a long time, it's like, it happens. Yeah. Oh and that's gosh. like, I think um, at first I felt like a tinge of embarrassment, but then I'm like, no, I think everyone around me or that I have run with has had a story like this. And yeah. there's literally no part of me at this point. It's just so laughable. I called Aaron after on my way home and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, I have to tell you this story. But I tell everyone because it's so hilarious, but it's just so funny. Like in that first two mile run, you're like, this is a big deal. I'm going for mm-hmm. a run and having that happen is like so mortifying. But now it's like, oh shit, it's just like a Wednesday. Oh yeah. yeah. Like- <laughs> Dude, no, I like, it's so funny because before you become like a quote unquote runner, like pooping is really taboo. Like when I first met Paul, mm. I had oh, to poop man. so bad. But I didn't want to <laughs> fart or poop in front of him. Like so bad. I feel like I know this story. And I think we talked about, did we talk about this? We huh? talked about We this. talked, okay. I don't know if I had talked about it on the podcast, but okay, like, okay. so I, um, I had to poop so bad and it was like an emergency. My stomach was like growling and I knew that if I even tried to pee, I was going to fart and poop <laughs> so bad. Like it was hurting. And we were in a smaller apartment at her place. Yeah, I was in my apartment with him. <laughs> One bedroom. So like if from the living room, if you were... It was like backed up to the bathroom. If you were farting in yeah, there, I would no, have heard it. Exactly. And sure. I hadn't farted in front. At this point, it's like with Paul, like I kind of just like, you know, it is what it is. My farts are funny. Like I think I'm funny when I fart. Same. But like I'm a five year old and yeah. I'm not afraid. I'm to like these it. are the funniest things. That I love it. I just think it's hilarious. His farts not as funny. My farts. Oh my god. Oh no, men comedian. farting is offensive. Like yeah. why would you possibly do that? However, when we do it, it's, it's so hilarious. funny. I can't even contain myself. But um, I was didn't want to obviously back then because I was like, oh my gosh, this is a new relationship. <laughs> so I was like, I have to, I really want some ice cream. He's like, oh, it's like 10 o'clock at night. Like you're not getting ice cream. Yeah. I was like, no, no, I'm going to go. He's like, okay, I'll go with you. I was like, no, no, no. Like I'm going to go get ice cream. Yeah. And instead of going to get ice cream, I went to our other friend's house who lived like three blocks over. Mm-hmm. And I texted him. I was like, it's an emergency. I'm outside your door. And he was like high and in bed. And he let me in. He's like, what? And I was like, I have to use your bathroom. And I like beelined it and just literally blew up his bathroom. He's oh high and he's just listening to me screaming <laughs> in the bathroom and like farting. And then after it was done, I was like, all right. And I left and I came back and Paul was like, so where's the ice cream? I was like, didn't have the flavor Did I wanted. Really? Is that, I can't remember, but. God, we have yeah. to put a trigger warning on this episode oh of like, God. in case you are offended of by bathroom humor. Fecal. Yeah. How can you not be? <laughs> I honestly am such a five-year-old. I think it's hilarious. I am not afraid to admit it. 
Um, but when I get home and I tell Aaron, like, this is what we talked about, at least for a good portion of the, the beginning, yeah. he's going to be like, I would expect nothing less. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so wait, Aaron, so where did you, when did we meet you? I can't remember. Track day. Oh, I don't remember one... if I met you on track day, but you I met Matt irrelevant. on track. Was yes. she at the first track day? The very first no. one? Oh, okay. So okay. I came in August. The second or third one? Or July. It was that late? No, it was July. <laughs> it had it to have been July. July. Oh, the second track day. Yeah, it was July. I think it was July. Regardless, it was, um, I have been running for a decent amount of time, but mm-hmm. I run almost primarily solo, uh, which is fine. I am a person who loves solitude, but yeah. uh, I was kind of losing the joy in it. It felt more like a chore. So that week I was like, I'm going to go to a couple of the run clubs that I know that exist. Mm-hmm. And Mac, I think you had followed me on Instagram or Strava or something. That adds up. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and really I does. was like, oh, that's so cool. And I so that's how I saw your track day. Mm. And I, so I went to Lion Street on Tuesday and then on Thursday I bucked up. I have like social anxiety going to giant group yeah. things by myself, but I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm an adult human being. I can manage this. So I go, and then at one point on one of the laps, we were next to each other, and so I just said, hey, and we just chatted for a little bit, and then I went to ice cream with you guys after, and then there was a massive mm. tornado, so oh, I got stuck that? on the road and cried in my car, and then Why I went Why did home. I think we were already friends? Um, wow, that was the first maybe time. Maybe in my head, maybe I just because we're, assumed we were friends. We're connected by heart. You so. guys did <laughs> hit it off. <laughs> I were. You two did hit it off pretty quickly. Why do, you, yeah. why do we think that is? Um, I don't know. Paul just wants to talk about divorce. (laughs) We're trauma bonded. Trauma bonded. Trauma bonded. Well, I think I knew I liked you. You're just a very open and friendly person. Caro spoke to it really, really well when she was on here. You're just very welcoming people of Mm -hmm. you want to be friends with everybody, which is, I think, the best thing. Like, you're just very... I don't, I don't know. I don't know about you. You're more introverted. So you just kind of like go with the flow. But I feel like with you, you just really want to be friends with everybody. And so you did a, do a really good job of being a very welcoming. Um, you ask a lot of questions. You want to get to know people. And so I really like that about you. And then we went on that run. It was like a run GR long run or something. And that's, oh, I think, yeah. when we really clicked. I do remember so that. So we like talked a little bit that. was like eight that. miles and we were like, mm-hmm. and I had never, I didn't know that you were married prior to right. your current relationship. Mm-hmm. And then when you said that, I was like, oh, another one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need Welcome. to start like a, like a, a club. club or okay. t-shirts. We should. <laughs> well, I think it's different too because there's like, um, obviously like there's a, not, I guess there probably is millions of people who are like divorced, but I think it's different to meet someone who was divorced in their twenties or like their really early thirties because it's such a different experience than like being divorced at like 40 Mm -hmm. or like something like that where you already have kids and like, I mean, that's just as messy, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's a different experience. Like I don't know many people who have been divorced at like our age. Yeah. I think it's crazy because it's like you, it feels like such a short period of time to be married. So something significant really has to happen or just life shifts. I mean, you're so young Mm -hmm. and then you grow up and you're growing up together, but it's so easy to grow apart because you are, it's such so many foundational years are built into that marriage. So I think it is, it's really rare to meet people who are divorced at a young age. And I mean, it's, it's a weird thing to go through, but it's also nice to have someone, you know, to talk to about it. And yeah. like, I have this weird experience or I'm having these weird feelings. And then mm-hmm. you typically know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but it is, it is weird. So we immediately kind of bonded over that. Yeah. I like dropped a little something, some, I think I said something about, 
I don't even remember what it was, but I dropped a little yeah, something and you looked at me like wide eyes, like, oh my I God, know. were you married? And I didn't know if you had known that I was already married, but I was like, fine. So I did <laughs> I actually. Like <laughs> so I did because did someone else had actually dropped a little bit of a hint. Um, oh, yeah. Someone that I knew uh, previously, kind of mm. more when I was younger, um, also goes to Run Club. Oh, and yeah. 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 So we were talking and um, <clears throat> they were like, yeah you should talk to Mac. I think you guys would really hit it off. You have really similar experience. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, not my story to tell, but I do really think that you guys would get along really well. You'd at least have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so naturally that would be my guess is that you either yeah. were in a long-term relationship that ended or were divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I kind of dropped that little baby hint when we were running. I was like, I'm going to just like kind of toss this one out there and see <laughs> see how you respond. Because I wasn't totally sure if you were divorced or not. Yeah, but yeah. But uh, yeah, so I kind of had a little bit of an inkling. I love throwing it out there. Like, yeah. uh, like I love telling people that I know, like know of him or yes. know him as a person. I'm like, oh, you know this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was married to him once. And yeah. they're like, uh, <laughs> and like, I just think it's so funny. It's so funny because people don't know how to react to it. No. Like people don't no. know my ex probably in the same way that they know yours. Um, right. I'm very open about it though at this point. Like I wasn't, mm-hmm. I was a little bit ashamed of it. It felt like a weird failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but given time, I'm very open about it. And I kind of use it as like dark humor yes. in a bad way, yes. which is, I think, funny. Not everyone takes it that way. Um, but you it's have hilarious. To, you have to laugh at it. I know. Like, in a way. But you do because it's life experience. And honestly, like, I think it's healing and it's healthy. But it's also so funny is like I'm changing my last name back to my maiden name. Right. And so many people are like, oh, my gosh, did you get married? And I'm like, no, divorced, but thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, God, I had like a 50-50 shot. And I really <laughs> fucked that one up. And I'm like, no, actually, it's funny and it's humorous. And I'm really mm-hmm. excited to f- officially change it at work and have everyone be like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, are there people in your life that still like you haven't told them or they may not know that you are divorced and think that you're still married? What? Well, because uh-huh. I have my boss still thinks I'm married. <sighs> no. Jeez, so actually, casually. what's interesting is so no. I don't think so. Most people know, especially, I mean, for me, it's been, God, like we split in January of 22 was our official split, divorce in May of 22. Um, So it's been some time, but I actually, I got a new job in April of 22. Mm. So none of those people ever knew I was divorced, ever. So they thought Vanderclock was my maiden name, my Mm. original name or whatever. Mm Um, and since it was so fresh, I never really told those people. So there's a lot of people who don't know I'm divorced that have known me for a long time. And they're going to wonder why you changed your name. It's going right. to be the same. Okay. So um, a lot of people at work will be highly confused, which <laughs> is okay because, you know, it's, again, kind of humorous. But mm-hmm. it's also, it's a at this point, a piece of who I am. And I'm not really ashamed of it anymore. So we'll just kind of go through those motions. But there are, there's, I don't think there's anyone that doesn't know that I'm divorced and thinks I'm still married. I think I've been very, very clear that yeah. that's not the case. But there's a lot of people who don't know I was ever married. Okay, yeah, that makes right, sense. Right. Yeah. How like, long were you married? Yeah. Uh, f- almost five years. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Okay, quite a long I think, time. Yeah, I think almost four and a half-ish, maybe. Almost mm. five. Dang. Yeah. Are there... So did your family... I don't Because I know Max was kind of split. Did your family handle it well? Like your immediate family? Yes. Um, mm. At the end of the day... We're very close. Well, not and just immediate family, because oh, you yeah, said my family true. was split. Like, how did your entire family? Right. I don't know if you come from a big family. Like, I don't know your background yeah. like, on that. Like, you was know? he good friends with cousins, other family members? Yeah. So, I mean, okay. at the end of the day, he's a really good guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. No very bad, social. No bad words. Right. Absolutely not. Right, and right. he's a nice guy. I'll, my family loved him. Um, 
But fun fact, they love me more. So so when everything was happening, I was pretty like introverted about it. I kept pretty reserved about talking about it because it's just I was dealing with a lot of emotion. Mm. Um, My dad was, you know, I was living partially at my dad's when everything was happening. So he knew Mm -hmm. pretty in depth what was going on. And at the end of the day, he's like, I just want you to be happy. So if this is, Mm. you know, if this is the route that you guys are going, like I care for him. But I also love you so much that I just want you to be happy and be okay and that was pretty much the response from everybody so I didn't talk to my extended family so my mom's one of nine siblings oh wow okay, so, so it was a big extended family big extended much. family yeah. um I mean they were almost all at my wedding so they all knew I was married but I think it just kind of came in waves of people finding out the people closer to me found out sooner and you know reached out but they also gave me space to process, which I really appreciated because that mm-hmm. obviously is a lot of processing of like my yeah. whole life just got flipped upside down. Um, but I actually am still continuing to have those conversations. My mm. aunt, I talked to her for the first time in a while about it at Thanksgiving this year. And she was just like, I didn't ever realize you were so unhappy. And I think mm. the thing is like everyone loved him. He's great. But right. like. I was so not myself, but I didn't even know who I was in that period. So now that like my family sees me so happy and so much lighter and brighter and doing things that give me so much more joy in life, it's like so evident that I was not my full self at that time. Mm -hmm. So it's like she looked at me and she said, I never would have known that you were so unhappy until I see you today. And it's like very obvious. Yeah. So how did you um, tell your parents like how did you broach that because obviously you said you lived yeah. with your dad while it was going on because you had to obviously find a different space but was yeah. it like a gradual like while you guys were having problems you were kind of like venting to them along the way so they were prepared for that bomb to be dropped or was it like one day you had to go to them and be like this is my decision these are the things that like like did you give them all the nitty-gritty details like how how did that go for you yeah so it's for me it was we had some significant moments in our relationship that more like blow up moments and yeah. so when one of them happened. I went to my dad's and I just kind of like unleashed, told him everything, told him, you know, where we were in our relationship and how mm-hmm. I was doing, which wasn't great. Um, and so my dad was pretty much just kind of like along for the ride at that point. And so yeah. I would bounce back and forth. So we were building a house and we were living with his right. parents, which made everything just more difficult. Mm. Um, so with these... Sorry to interrupt no, you, but good. would these blow-ups happen in front of his parents or was it? No. Okay, so no. they were kind of blindsided as well? Yes. Okay. So okay. his mom did make a comment to me, though, at one point in, in our married, seemingly happy life. She unhinged, just looked at me of and course. goes, I just, sometimes I look at you and Eric and I just don't think you guys are going to make it. Oh, boy. What? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I just like, and granted, I'd had those thoughts, but I think I just lost it because I'm like, someone else saw it. Is someone else seeing what Mm -hmm. I'm seeing? And I think I had masked it so much of like, you're trying to make it seem like, like, I just, I kind of shoved it down a little bit. I always kind of wondered if this was the right relationship, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it's so hard because again, he's a good guy and he's a nice guy and he, you know, he had become my best friend over, you know, we were together. We were married for five years, but we were together, you know, for uh, eight or Jeez. something. Mm-hmm. I, God, so don't quote me on these numbers, but it was a long time. Yeah. And so it was hard to picture life without him. But, you know, hearing that from someone that's so close to us was just like, what the hell? And then mm-hmm. I kind of lost it. But it was shocking, I think, to everybody. But at the end of the day, like my family took it really well. My dad mm-hmm. was 
um, like I said, along for the ride because we were building a house. So I started bouncing back and forth between my dad's house. So I was staying partly there. And then um, my mom, I also kind of let her know like things are rocky. And it was more so when we started living semi-separately that I let her know. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad kind of informed my brother a little bit like, hey, just, you know, be patient with your sister, love on your sister, give Mm -hmm. her some grace right now. There's a lot going on, which was helpful because I'm conflict avoidant. Like I don't want to go to someone and tell them, you know, I'm going through this really, really hard time right now. I don't want to admit it kind of. So I kind of just ignore it and act like everything's okay. Um, So it was nice for my dad to kind of just be like, hey, you know, if she's not texting back or just, you know, keep her in your thoughts, things are going on. But my whole family was really, really good and really, really open to me, you know, starting this new phase of life and just like, how can we help you and support you? And so it's yeah. been, it's been really good. But has anyone said that to you, um, about me? Um, that we don't work. Yeah. Or no, like <laughs> what, what was that? What did she say to you? She said something. It was like, I just don't know if you and Eric are they're in it. it for the long haul or something oh, or, or okay. long term. She said something along those lines of basically, I just don't think you guys are going to work. And I was like, I was sitting on the floor and we we're just in some other conversation. And I looked at her and I was like, Right, carry All on. right. Carry and I just like walked downstairs. I called him and I was like bawling my eyes out. I was like, what the hell did I just hear from your mother? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, she, she wasn't wrong. She wasn't right. She wasn't I wrong. Mean, so <laughs> I can't moms blame have her. like an Shout intuition. Seriously. I, I feel yeah. like they do. Mac, who has said that to you about me? About you? Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone said that to I'm me. I'm kidding. Oh, I was like, to me about you. I think my mom has made comments about how she doesn't feel like she knows you very well but i think Mm. that's just like i do feel like be and i don't know if you feel this way but after the divorce it's not that i keep things separate but i do feel like while i was going through the divorce and now after i do feel like there's a distance between myself and my family Mm. like a little bit so fair yeah, yeah and it's not that i don't it's not that i don't love them anymore or any less than i did um and it's not that like I feel like afraid of what because my I mean my mom and my dad and my little brother who actually uh, no I I never actually talked to him about it but like they didn't it's not that they didn't handle it well at by any yeah. means but I did have so many people in my life that like I felt kind of betrayed by yeah. when it came out and I and I feel like they had such wrong opinions of not only myself but like of my life and like I felt very blindsided in that, that Mm -hmm. I do feel like now I just kind of have been keeping in my own little world with my friends and the people, I just feel like I very much value now the people who make me feel really good and the people I feel like I can be authentic with. And it's not to say I don't feel like I can with my mom and dad and my little brother, but I just feel like I do keep my relationships in my corner. Like, like Paul is my, my person in my little corner. And like, I just don't want anyone to have an opinion. Like I just want to make my own opinion about it and like go about Mm. my life and like, make my own decisions without anyone's pressure because it's not to say that I felt pressured to get married to the person that I was married to before, but I do feel like I, I didn't trust my gut in a lot of things that had happened mm-hmm. prior to actually, because we were together for four or five years before we got married, mm-hmm. four years I think it was. And I did have like some, there were a lot of times I think where both of us or one of us at periods of time was we're like, ah, is this is this really a good relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, do we really make a lot of sense? I mean, we had fun at certain times. Like he was, and again, I think he's 
on his own, I think there's great qualities about him. But I do think that there were definitely a lot of times where it's like, yeah, this should end. This should yeah. end. This should end. And then even like, like prior to our wedding, we were engaged. It was like, ah, like on our, the night we got engaged, like there was crying. Like there was just a lot of things where it's like, mm. mm-hmm. but I never trusted my gut. I always went with like, oh, my family loves him. Oh, my, my cousins love him. Yeah. Oh, this makes sense. People say that like we make right. sense, things like that. And like, oh, everyone's really happy for us. Or like after we got married, I do remember calling my mom a few times being like, I, I just don't know. Like, I just, I don't, That's I'm not, not good. Yeah, I'm not happy. And she was like, not, she didn't say like, oh, you better work it out or anything like that. But there was just like this underlying like fear of like making a mistake that yeah. like someone else was going to judge, not me necessarily. Like I knew when I decided that I was wanted out of that relationship, I knew I wanted out of that relationship. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted out of that marriage. And I knew that we would both be better off as people not being together. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of people I felt like in my life that would see that as a mistake or who were like, oh, well, like, are you sure you, you don't want to try marriage counseling? Oh, are you sure? Like, you know, that this just gets hard or like you can fix this. And it's yeah. like, mm, I just want like, I don't know. Yeah. This, this is now my my little corner thing that yeah. I want to just keep in my pocket over here. That's so fair. And I think it's it's hard not to feel judged because like I said at first I felt like a failure when yeah. the, it didn't work mm-hmm. and we went to marriage counseling I think oh. enough had happened that it just wasn't fixable and at the end of the day mm-hmm. like we are just two very different people with two very different you know views on life and right. like our values I think you can you can be in a relationship with two different va- like forms of values which mm-hmm. and not to say his are bad he's a wonderful person with a great head on his shoulders but we just what we found important in life was different. And if you can support each other, that's great. But then, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can't, if you grow too far apart, it's just like, this isn't working. And there's a fear of judgment, but it's also like, you're young. So why spend your time in this relationship, regardless of how good this person might be or the judgment you might receive, if you have this whole other life that you could live that's more fulfilling to you. And I totally get like protecting your relationship with Paul uh, because, you know, you've had that fear of judgment and like this is your safe space. And I think after a divorce, there's so much growth and there's so much finding yourself. And I, Mm -hmm. I mean, you are such a wonderful human being. And I I feel like when I see you, I like have so much respect for you Mm -hmm. and for this relationship that you two have that I can completely understand that I'm sure you've had a ton of growth over the past year since Mm -hmm. everything's happened. And I'm sure you've found a lot of like peace in your relationship with Paul and a lot of love and a lot of you know emotional support that you didn't receive before Mm -hmm. protect that I get that I think it's it's important to prioritize yourself and your relationship in this period of your life and I do think it's important obviously for you to have a great relationship with our family but I also know the I was telling Aaron on our way to Thanksgiving sometimes I feel like I'm the 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 single one that's like bringing a new boyfriend and you know people are kind of just being like I almost feel judged sometimes yeah it's weird and I don't want that because Aaron is one of the most wonderful human beings so I don't want him to be seen as like this new boyfriend of like oh just like Aaron's dating someone new I just want Mm -hmm. him to be seen as like his whole self yeah in like the wonderfulness that is our relationship but it's hard to separate yeah I get protecting that it's it's totally Mm -hmm. normal and I I do similar things I think but yeah do you did you notice too like I had a lot of relationships change with not only like I mean not with my I guess yeah like I just said with my mom and dad and little brother but like with my meet like my extended family with a lot of friendships too without explanation <laughs> and so I guess like it's I have like 
a new group of people that I really love and like they're very very important to me I wouldn't trade them for the world Mm -hmm. but it's hard walking into like you said like Christmas parties Thanksgivings Mm -hmm. and you're going to see extended family but it's like your relationship with some of those people has changed and it almost feels like it might not have been related to the divorce it might not have like it might have just been like people got busy shifted away but it's Mm -hmm. hard not to blame everything on like oh like she went through a divorce she you know and they don't know the ins and outs and it's hard especially I know that your relationship no one like cheated or like there was no you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a huge, like people expect with the divorce, it's like someone had to have like had an, a whole ass affair. Abuse. Yeah. Abuse. Yeah. There's all like, there's those huge things that people yeah. think had to have happened. And it's like, if you're not, if you're, if you have the new boyfriend or like, if you didn't show signs of like, that was coming to you, then yeah. you must've been the one who did it. Right. And I think like there is kind of that fear of like what are people thinking but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day I've kind of just embraced this like unapologetic like if you have a question ask me if you're not comfortable asking me we're not close enough anyways so like don't just leave me alone (laughs) but I think the thing is with I will say I'm very very fortunate my extended family is some of the closest to me so Mm -hmm. like I have a group of cousins um, who are some of the best human beings in my life and they are so supportive and so kind and empathetic and there. So, I mean, and not, I have a lot of cousins, so I'm obviously not as close with all of them, but we kind of have this clump of girl cousins that are, we've all grown up together and we're all very close. Mm-hmm. And so some of me, some of them gave me the space to process that they knew that I needed because they know me so well and others were just like, we split and I flew down to Miami to spend the weekend with my cousin and just cuddle in bed and watch movies and, you know, drink martinis at home because that's, that's what nice. I needed. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a lot of really, really good support. I do sometimes when I go, like I had a cousin reach out to me and being like, I'm praying for you. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm actually really good. Like I'm fine. Like I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the sentiment, right? Like I appreciate the thought, yeah. but like, I'm not dying. Right. Like, I'm okay. <laughs> so I think you do see that shift a little bit pe- and people being like handling you with care of yeah. like, are you fragile? Or are you? And I'm yeah. like, I'm actually stronger and so much better than I ever have been. But mm-hmm. thank you so much for your concern. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. it. I remember the first time, it was like, well, during the middle of our split, we had like our giant family Christmas party. No, no. <laughs> and I, I walked in and all the aunts were like hugging me and they'd hug me and go, I've been Usually, and it's, like goddamn. Usually, <laughs> usually, when they say I'm pr- I'm praying for you, they don't they don't like what's going on. Yeah. That's the vibe I it get. It is kind of a vibe when they yeah, yeah like <laughs> I'm praying for you. I don't like what you're doing. You're yeah. bad. You're a bad person. Why, but like, but yeah. it's like, yeah. why would you not stay in that that terrible like not terrible, right. but why would you yeah. not stay in that relationship? Because I mean, there's people who are religious that don't believe in divorce, and so, so they see it as such like a sinful thing. But it's also like this is my life. This is I am yeah. going to, you know, do yeah. what's best for me. And at the end of the day, what's best for your ex too? Like, right. oh yeah. I mean, that relationship wasn't serving either of you at that oh, point. No. So it's like, yeah, this isn't the 1940s Aunt Opal. No, Aunt like, Opal. <laughs> get over it. <laughs> Who's an Aunt Opal? I don't know. Get over it. We're fine. We're doing great. Yeah. We're yeah. drinking wine and podcasting. So yeah, life you're is good. you're in a relationship. You're happy. He's in a relationship. He's happy. So mm-hmm. it all worked out. Right, mm-hmm. and that's the thing yeah. is like at the end of the day, my biggest thing with him is that. I care still deeply about him as a human being. You can't spend that many years with someone and not care about them as a person. Mm -hmm. And I just hope that he's happy and he's, and I know he's moved on and I know that he is happy. And I think that's, you know, that takes a weight off almost of, Mm -hmm. 
you know, I care about you and I want to see life progress positively for you. And that's happening for him. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that yeah. because same and things are really, really good on my end. And I feel like I'm a much different person than I was in that relationship. And, you know, I'm happy about that for myself. And, you know, I'm happy about, you know, where his life, I mean, obviously I know very, very little about what's going on in his life, but right, I right. do, you know, know that he's happy and that's mm-hmm. all I hope for. So, so things are good. You're in a new relationship, obviously. Yes. A very nice looking and nice mm-hmm. acting man. Mm-hmm. He's so hot. Um, he's so hot. <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging that. Paul just wants to talk about how hot he is. Um, Me too. No, he so. is very, he's a very attractive young you man. You mentioned his name earlier for those listening. Mm-hmm. He has, oh, yeah. Let's he, actually get into that. Um, yeah. So his name is Aaron. And right. my name is obviously Aaron. So I would like to clarify that as we move forward, I'm not talking in the third person. Um, it is weird, but also hilarious. I and call you guys the Aaron's. Everyone does. I've actually gotten that a couple times this weekend of like, I'm not saying goodbye to both the, or like either of you separately. I'm saying goodbye to the Aaron's and that yeah. is what it is, mm-hmm. um, which honestly makes it easier for everybody. So how did you guys meet? True. Bumble. Good old internet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bumble. Good old internet. So that means, is that the... The girl talks first. Yes. Okay. Yes. The girl has to talk first. Yeah, which was my least favorite because honestly, I do not want to have to put in the first amount of effort. Were you like, like, were you like fuck, I matched with this guy with the same name as me. Like, So it was funny well, because different. it is spelled different, but it's still right, Aaron. I know, I know. Yeah, but, but it's a boy Aaron name. It is funny because I, I looked at his profile, which was just so half-assed. It oh, was really? just pictures of him, but mostly kind of from the side. Mm. But I could tell, I was like, there's no... I mean, granted, my profile was also like kind of half-assed. I was that adds up. on my way out of Bumble. I was like, this is yeah. on my way out of Bumble. <laughs> I was like, I'm not putting are. the amount of effort into this. Uh, um, you mean you didn't use your mar- your marketing and Canva skills for your Bumble <laughs> no, profile? That, that's not where my energy was going, to be honest. Yeah. But it was funny because I saw his profile and I was like, he has, I know nothing about this man except for the fact that he's extremely good looking and I'm going to use that shallow card and I'm swiping whatever direction you're supposed to swipe. Yeah. Um, and I did because he was cute and he is in fact, very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we met on Bumble and we went on our first date in January of this year. So we okay. are coming up to a year, but um, yeah. So give me your, um, he's a man, he's obviously. A man. Yeah. Um, what are like, and you, you guys don't live together, um, currently, but like you obviously spend a decent amount of time. What are three like of his quirky behaviors where you're like, <sighs> Let's change this. She does this with me too. It's like, what's your top four favorite things about me? Yeah, and these are not favorites. These are quirky. These are quirky. quirky. Like, like, when you, you say know, quirky, like, do you mean things she doesn't like? I'm trying to be nice about it. Okay, not like, things not like, like, but not like core things. You're not like, I hate that he's a liar. Like, well, yeah, 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 you know what I mean. Like, like I hate that Paul uses our hand towels to wipe his pee pee. Oh. <laughs> We have already heard about this one. This has been a girl's night fave. It happened oh. once. Yeah. And I also hate that Paul claims <laughs> that he enough, gives Paul. all women orgasms. I didn't claim. Ooh. I never claimed We need to that. actually circle back to this because yeah. this yeah. is an important conversation. It, it, it got up out of in the last needs podcast. needs to be acknowledged. Yeah. And yeah. then the third thing joking. about Paul is that I can follow his oh, trails this, through the house. This turned, <laughs> There's like one pair of pants. This turned into a problem light. she has with me. Okay. <clears throat> I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Gosh. I would like to hear your quirks with Aaron. Oh, my quirks. Because he seems like a nice guy. I mean, he likes um, mm-hmm. 
your typical things, wrestling and World of Warcraft. Is that what it's called? Dungeons and Dragons. World of Warcraft. Not Dungeons Oh, no, I don't think yeah, he does World no, of Warcraft. He no, does play Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. World of Warcraft's like a he computer likes, game. He does oh, like know. computer games, or there's like one that he likes. I do block that out of my brain a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I think it's endearing because my dad actually also loves nerdy games really? and I I kind of love that he has that weird mm. thing in common with my dad yeah. um, but and it brings him down like you know what I mean like he is an attractive man it like almost brings him to like a realistic level well that's what's so funny about Aaron is that like from face value and don't get me wrong he is one of like I could talk about him all day because he truly is one of the most amazing human beings I've ever met um He's got a lot to him, but I mean, at face value, he is hot. He is athletic. He, mm-hmm. you know, is D1 wrestler at Michigan. Like he's got he a can lot of yeah. things, right? He, he like he, re- yeah, is renoing his house. Extremely handy. So, he's yeah. great at woodworking. Um, he can rollerblade. He can rollerblade. He used to be a Still little skater boy. Yeah, yeah, he was a skateboarder, but oh, okay. But he can rollerblade. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a lot of talents. It's actually kind of that's like a quirky, annoying thing is that he's actually good at everything yeah. which i think i can beat him in running now so i do <laughs> i will hold that against you him for the rest could. of forever but um i think the thing with aaron is hard because i do love him and our relationship is so like kind of fresh i mean it's a year but yeah the quirky things are so small because the bigger things that he does for me are so like this sounds right. so corny but like so outweighing yeah. of that i don't see like he was cra- over there like yeah like looking at me like you better remember what she's saying because Stop yelling you at me should about feel the same way towels. well so okay that's gross i will whack aaron forever he cracks his whack, fingers like, like actually like literally like oh you'll hit him yeah i'll give him, him a little him. yeah i am and i'll admit it he cracks his fingers and it's freaking disgusting oh like th- like this way but he cracks them yeah like every which direction and i'm like if you do not That's stop, weird. I will break your fingers off. Do Mac that. does it. Mac does them this way. I do. I do them in my sleep I before I go to bed. Way. I can do it this That's way. That's not good for it's you. It's the little know. guys. Like those ones oh. are like disgusting. Like your fingertips and stuff. I do that. Yeah. And my wrists and everything else. Yeah. Mm. He drinks my water, which really pisses me off. Like because, out of your bottle. Yeah. Like oh. how am I supposed to know what my water your water is <laughs> you're drinking my water he doesn't have Dad. his own bottle no that's what? actually he i told him that today i was Plus, like i can't imagine own, no. you need your own water bottle and he was like that fits in a stocking because we're just doing stockings that this fits year. In a stocking. so he's like i'm like i'm gonna get you a stanley and you're gonna be a basic little bitch is and he walking around with like aquafina bottles all around the place basically or oh, just no. no he's he leaves okay and he also leaves cups <gasps> like he's a cup leaver. he's a cup leaver and he just hoards them and Ew. but that's kind of annoying that's good. Okay, that was And he leaves lights things. on, so he should stop doing that. But oh, if you're nice. listening to this, Aaron, stop doing all these things. <laughs> stop doing them. But you will get laid more. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's doing okay there. Yeah, he's doing fine. <laughs> okay, we have I'm one pre- more thing. I'm pretty good with lights. No. Oh, no? You're. I feel like I listed Paul's off like hit four and things. Paul's a hit and runner. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you leave the light on and run away? No, it's like everything <laughs> yeah. he does is like a hit and run. Like, <clears throat> for instance... Every night before we go to bed, it's like he decides his bedtime because he has to work. So early in the morning, he's like, burgers. Daddy got to go nine nights. Okay. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> says it. What? Do too. He says, he calls himself daddy sometimes. And he's like, daddy. and he calls me burger head. He's like, daddy. I did not want to know that about you. <laughs> he does. He's like, daddy's got to go nine nights. He did it in front of my dad. And I was like. 
I did feel like I? This, yes, you did. No. What? You, when we were at Thanksgiving, you called yourself daddy. Did I? Yes. And I mean, and you didn't I, realize it because oh it's like God. second nature for you to call yourself it. That. We were sitting on the couch and you're like, daddy doesn't feel good. Or you're like, daddy needs more ice cream. You said something about daddy. And I was like, my dad was like the, sitting out next to us on the chair. And I was like, God <laughs> so damn it. Good. You cannot call yourself for daddy. You. Also, I feel like. Yeah, I can't get down with that. I don't. I didn't want to know that. I don't think. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's like, but he. So he'll like say that, right? And then I'm like, okay, sure, we can go to bed. And he shuts the TV off, and all of a sudden I hear up going up the stairs, and I'm like, oh. So it's your world, Max. Just living yeah. in it. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's like, okay, we have to turn off the like the string lights above the couch. We've got to turn off like all the lights in the kitchen. We've got to blow the candles out. So like all this stuff, and he's already upstairs brushing his teeth. And I come <laughs> upstairs, and he's undone his half of the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he leaves the nice pillows. I don't like know it looks when you're like you're gonna get in. Yeah, your it looks like Aaron nobody. does that too. <laughs> like, but <laughs> take that's it all a, off. Well, that's the thing is like when I get into bed because I don't want Aaron. Respectfully, I did not give him a good pillow, so he has this shitty Jeez. ass like five dollar <laughs> pillow that he is just working with at this Damn. point. But he also uses the sham pillow, <gasps> so he can't use the sham. I know it grosses me out because it's like so this gross. is for decoration. Do only. you use your comforter? Because Paul makes me use the comforter. What do you mean? Like that's why a would you not use your comfort? It's for comfort. No, <laughs> it's to Matt, comfort you it's for while you sleep. No, yes. uh, I always I, pull off everything that's for show, aka the comforter sure. and the sham, and then I would use like a blanket on the bed and then the sheets. But okay. Paul uses everything. I yeah. use every. I don't use the Blasphemy. sham. No, I'm pretty sure that's a hot take. I would like to do a poll on whatever form of social media. <laughs> Who the fuck isn't using their comforter? Yeah, that's I'm like using literally that what true? it's for. Yeah, yeah. My mom always pulls down like while we were younger and I used to, my friends in high school like used to think I was crazy and I'm starting to think right now. Yeah. yeah. Cause like my mom <laughs> would pull off the comforter. You fold it up. You're not allowed to use the comforter. The comforter is for show. It no, just, it's like, goes on the top. It is for active use. Yeah. yeah no, I never did that yeah. until Paul came so around. Heavy and like right, thick, it's comfortable. Warm. It's comforting. I, yeah. I always took it off and like Paul, you're the first man and person in my life I let use the comforter and now it's just like a thing we do but every yeah. time I do it I'm like, oh, nice. you are special. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Not that special. Well, <laughs> I was I was using the shams too on the yes, guest bed. Yes, it was. And I was like, what the fuck? I, I honestly thought they were pillow covers. <laughs> I, I showed okay, up. You have so much to learn. Okay, well, hold up. Pillow this case, is important. So Paul is 34. Yeah. He's a 34-year-old man. So I'm expecting a lot out of this guy. And he's like, for no, the first time when I went and sp- stayed the night at his house in his bed, um, I went over there and I get into this room and it's like a fucking... 12 year old's room he's got the plastic Stop. pull-out drawer thing yeah those are nice <laughs> i have one no it's okay but not it just like holds my underwear was, and it's in my closet so it's yeah, not out for his show. was out for show and he's got these weird artworks hanging up like a house of flowers and it's like you went to, like to fucking walmart and picked out five dollar hobby lobby how many oh, cactus parents worse. were in there there were nine no not in my room they were put away <laughs> they were put away yeah. but then i crawl into his target ass sheets like it's like yeah. the target kids section you know no, no like the room essentials yes like yeah. the yeah. room essentials yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then and so they're like really thin and then he's using the he has his nice pillow that's like a decent pillow again yeah, with the sham on it and then he's <laughs> and then he's got like his two crap pillows he gave me yeah. that are like literally so thin pieces of and there's computer boogers thing. boogers <laughs> He's you? like blowing his nose. No, with the, no. The crap yes, I will. I will call you out for this. I, the first thing I noticed when I got in your bed is right in between your pillows on the wall. You had a collection of the like, what? like probably the size of a penny of boogers. I, I, I'll be honest. I really don't pick my nose. I really don't. But you there don't. was wax on the wall from the candle. No, like, this was not wax. This was know. a booger. I don't this pick is, my nose. I feel and like I was you're nasty really, really like 
calling him out right now yeah like, well, this because is a lot I, we've never talked nothing <laughs> well you're like i'm going to call you out i'm like i don't think there's much you would not call paul out yeah for, but honestly. i never told him about this because i noticed and every time i got into this bed i was like oh, this and I'm I just wanted to like, I wanted to clean it so bad, but I was clean like, it. you can't be OCD about this. So she is OCD. I am. But then, oh, yeah. Same. So it's just like, it was just tragic. And I was like, this is this man's room that I'm staying in. Yeah. And I was That's like, that's hard. Ugh. I mean, but at the end of the day, it's like, you live comfortably the way that you live and it is what it is. Yeah. I had that fear. So when I met Aaron, we primarily stayed at my place yeah. because he was living with his sister because he was new to Grand Rapids. So mm. he was staying with her and then kind of figuring out if he wanted to buy a house on the east side or the west side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I couldn't really fully gauge his like style. Mat- kind of. And granted, yeah. I also need to say he's younger than me, which was a oh, huge yes. fear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. He's 28. He's okay. 28. So I, so I was a little bit nervous that he was going to be a child. A child, yeah. like honestly. Well, in boy years, he's really twenty-four. If he's twenty-eight, boy yeah. Years. Well, right, because their brains yeah. are so slow. Falls <laughs> 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 like I hate it's this. True, <laughs> it's draining. <gasps> but I was actually nervous about it. But lo and behold, he's one of the more mature human beings I've ever met. I'm probably on the lower scale for that. Like he's no, more, no. I know. I'm very mature. I'm very. <laughs> you're like i'm so i great. know that was funny but um <laughs> no he's very mature but it was a fear that like i was gonna walk into boogers on the wall oh i did <laughs> he's yeah. 34 oh my gosh ball you look how far you've come though i can't no, confirm they were don't <laughs> i bet you they're still there for <laughs> yeah you know what i, I didn't find? vacuum the wall okay <laughs> I need Sorry. to like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know if I can say this. You could, if I can't say this on the podcast, you can cut it oh, out. Oh God. But like, I have this thought sometimes where I'm like thinking to myself. So Paul, um, lived with two people prior mm-hmm. to living with me. Um, and Ryan, now Ryan and Tori shout out to his roommates. Okay, yeah. cool. But prior to him being with me, like years ago, he had a thing with a girl. Okay. He's like, where is this going? Right. And now the girl who he had in his bedroom, I'm sure you had her in your bedroom at Ryan and Tori's, correct? I don't know who we're talking about. Is this the one who's getting married? Yes. Okay. I know who we're talking about. How do you, you not know? It's the person that, like, I don't want to say her name on here. Don't say her name. Getting The married. one I was seeing before I saw you? No. The oh. one that you it's never actually married. dated. She's getting married soon. We're going to her wedding, probably. I guess oh. I have yeah. Oh, okay, right? okay. Yeah. You slept with... Like not slept with her she never sexually. Was in the bed. She was never in the bed. No, no, no. Okay, because I, was I, I wasn't living there. I was living in Keizu at that time. Oh, when you had a thing with your yeah. You were, oh, okay. Just kidding. Because I was like, oh, it's so weird. Because now her fiance is living no, in Paul's no, no, room, no, no, and I was like, no. can you imagine going and sleeping in that room? And you're like, I've been in this room. Never before. was. Oh, is he living there? Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes That's I ha- yeah. So sometimes I have that thought, and I'm like, oh, that would be so trippy. Like I know as a girl, I'd be like, oh, I'm scandalous. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's but um. I, and I was going to say, you probably didn't clean it. So she probably also saw the boogers yeah. and now Lord. sees the boogers. <laughs> She's he like, just, gosh darn it, He's Paul. like, oh, he has put some there too. I'm going to add mine. <laughs> he's like, I knew we had a lot in common. Not only taste in women, but also um, like booger boogers. placement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a rite of passage. We never grow up. No, it's you okay. really don't. Honestly, That's like the stupid question thing. Does, does um, Aaron do that? What's that? What? And I saw it on TikTok and it's totally real. Men get uh, there's a lot of thing men, things that men do but um they get lazy and they ask stupid questions where it's like mm. if they just did it like any sort of educational research <laughs> 
they would figure out the answer. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, where do you, it's like, where, have you seen my keys? And it's like, they're literally on the counter where you left them. And it's like, I know yeah. that because I'm an aware person. Yeah. And you would know that if you took five seconds to look for them. But instead of looking, you ask me. And it's like, that's a stupid question. And you should yeah. only get five stupid questions a day. That's fair. <laughs> I feel like that. Aaron yeah. does ask like some things that I like literally stare at him and I'm like, think about mm-hmm. it. However, <laughs> I say that to you. I'm like, think, think about I, the answer. Am wildly guilty of like mm. today. I'm marching around the house before I come here, and I'm like, "Where the shit is my wallet?" Which oh, is like a common issue. Which yeah. is also Aaron. He's terrible at that. But like, I can't sit here and judge and pretend like I'm not also. You completely... just have to put him in the wallet basket. Well, I left it in his car last night, so that was the issue. Oh, but okay. um, he doesn't. He's very capable. It's actually annoying because I wish I could sit here and just be like. Kind of like yeah, it's kind of rag on him. Not <laughs> I wish I could rag. I him wish that he was more. here so he could rag on you. I know well, he wouldn't because he's too nice. That's like the problem. Yeah. Yeah, we could get it. Uh, we could honestly, we could bring him here as a fourth guest, and I think it would actually be really entertaining. <laughs> yeah, but, we bummer, Mike. For um, but he he will ask me some silly things every once in a while, but like vice versa, kind of. But yeah, he's. I think men are generally a little bit slow, respectfully. Uh, okay. But I think we all have our moments (laughs) and it can be said about all of us. Yeah. So I've had my fair share of dumb questions. um, Besides, I don't know where I was going. You lost your train. No, I have a a question. Oh, okay. Go ahead. But just that was a bad lead into the question. Um, So on my social media, I did um, hot takes. Mm. What is one of your hot takes that you have? Do you have any? Oh, I gave takes? you some earlier. What was? Oh, well, I had the Chick Fil A fries are better than Culver's fries. Hot take. Hmm. I don't think people should get married on holidays. True. Um, I don't think that people should get. This goes back to the divorce. Okay, and I say this. I say this with <laughs> no, an asterisk. I say this with an asterisk because I know plenty of people in my life who have gotten married at a young age and are doing perfectly fine. Are right. they though? From the outside looking in, they're doing great. But like, I think we all know that that's that, not that, true. But I think it should be harder to get married than it should be to get divorced. Like, it's it so, so hard to fucking get hard to get divorced. It's so annoying. And they look at you. I was like, I didn't pay for it, but I'm now paying to get my name changed. You, which were I'm you the one who went about. in and filed the paperwork, or was no? It that him? was him. Oh, dude, because that was the scariest was like, of my life. I didn't want to get a lawyer. I mean, it was pretty amicable, so like, right. it was pretty easy. But he ended up getting a lawyer just to like file the paperwork so it was oh. really cut and dry super easy yeah that's not nice. like yeah we didn't really have to talk through the paperwork too much but um i did not file it oh but it felt I, like i was walking up to like death row when i had to like go ask for the paperwork and like get everything like figured out just to fair. serve him the papers i was like <laughs> i was like excuse I, me and he's like you're suing me because do you realize that when the, you divorce someone you're technically suing them for being a bad spouse yeah because i had to like confront my ex about that um because he was like you're suing me like i'm the plaintiff and i was like yeah. or the defendant and i yeah, was like i was the defendant oh i was yeah. like yeah i, I guess so that felt a little shitty honestly i was <laughs> like i'm sitting over here like god damn it like yeah this doesn't feel good i know it's like why do we have to treat it like that like yeah well that's why are you thing suing too. someone for that and having to go up onto the stand and like did you do yours over zoom yeah they had us do it over Zoom. yeah so i did it in the courthouse i and, said like, i do on, oh yeah that's kind of funny it that's was, how ironic is that well it was bad because they called me out and everybody was it was really uncomfortable 
because they ask you a bunch of questions and you're supposed to say what is it like i yes or something like that yeah. you're supposed to say yes and i said i yeah. do so i had mine in the courthouse so that uh, was just like a whole mess of emotions brutal. right but like aaron's was over zoom and so he's like texting me during it and i was like Honestly, the jealousy that I am feeling right now that you get to do this from the comfort. Honestly, he was in my apartment, but I was like the comfort from my apartment. I was like, I'll leave. This feels like a you thing. Like I won't sit in the corner and like wait for your divorce. Um, (laughs) But I waited patiently at the pool for him to come out and then we cheers at the end. But um, yeah, we're dating while he was married. So scandalous. (gasps) Uh, I know. So, so bad. But well, his took a lot longer. His did take a lot longer. But there's more. Um. Because well, they didn't, way. they didn't use lawyers at all. So he I didn't filed, either. and some of the papers were like out of order. But they didn't tell him. Like he literally, they went into, and this I feel bad that I'm talking about this because it's not my divorce, but right. also it's not anything. It's not like it's tea. It's not, yeah. But so they went into the initial divorce Zoom, and <sighs> the judge didn't tell them that the papers were out of order or something, or that they were missing a paper until. Mm-hmm. It was their turn in the Zoom. And then they had to refile Mm. because she was like, this is wrong. This is how you're supposed to do it. So we had to refile and then go into a new Zoom. That's crazy. And then it took extra long. And then I just felt bad for the guy at that point because I'm like, he's like emotionally exhausted from, you know, going through that. And it's like, you're just ready at that point. Mm -hmm. For him, like, I think, you know, going to my family parties or meeting my family, there was like that tinge of, I'm still married and obviously I'm divorced. So I have no Mm -hmm. feelings about that at all. Like I completely understand that the process is the process and that like there's also no feelings there. So Mm -hmm. it's not a big deal, but you just feel bad. You're like, this is exhausting. Yeah. But it's weird after divorce, how like little marriage means. I know that sounds so bad, but it's just like, it's literally, I mean, my mom always said, she's like, my mom's like so dramatic, right? Like she's literally a drama queen. She's like, (laughs) I just can't believe you had your dream wedding with the wrong guy. Okay, but like the <laughs> wedding is Good just Lord. so. Well, what's I actually want Paul's hot take on? Um, yeah, because you've never been comment. married. Well, like her saying that how much divorce kind of like diminishes yeah. the meaning of marriage. Like, yeah. how do you feel about that? Yeah, what is your hot take I on my feeling on marriage? To really put you on the spot at here. This um, you know I think the actual wedding itself is not uh, as big of a deal as it it's too big of a deal to me right. because it's mm-hmm. for other people mm-hmm. and not for the couple necessarily. Mm-hmm. If it is for the couple, like the couple needs that, then there's a problem to me. But, but like, what is your take on the fact that like, mm. obviously like to like to me, marriage doesn't necessarily mean a ton anymore in a way. Like, and you you've, f- you've had conversations about me cause I've, had a stance from like eh. do you feel jaded though like like he, and he's had this conversation with me before about jaded yeah. being jaded i don't know if it's necessarily jaded or it's the fact that it's like it's just like it's like i will say I this know. i will say this my dad got married at like 50 51 52 mm-hmm. right around there uh remarried and he was way happier well somebody dropped their phone that would be me <laughs> <laughs> She was gonna. She was got really bored. She I literally like, just <laughs> bought a new phone because Matt cracked my other one. <gasps> I did. Really? You did. You did. Yeah, yeah. I felt bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they. She would have stole you one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Actually, get into that. Yeah. That's that's coming. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for more. Um, yeah. Let me important. know. I really want. No. 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 But my one. dad got married. Remarried. He was never really happy in his first marriage to my biological mom. Um. And he was so happy. I think it. It does have a significant impact on. Um, on you when it's the right time and it's the right, right person. Yeah. I think I think maybe, maybe both of you innately knew it probably wasn't the right situation. 
I agree. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I feel the exact same way because we had like the fairy tale beautiful wedding. Like mm-hmm. I think yeah. you did yeah. too, where it was just like this is what you do the bachelorette party, yeah, you the bride bridal the showers, whole thing, the, the whole song and dance. Yeah, yeah. But like, and even like when we were breaking up, they were like, or my ex was like. I mean, we had the perfect wedding. And I'm like, but the, what does that even mean? Because at the end of the day, right. like you can get married, but that's not what defines the relationship. Right. Yeah. It's more the core. Like we didn't communicate well. We weren't supporting each other in the way that we needed mm-hmm. to. And now that I'm in a relationship that has all of that, it just is so different of yeah. like, this is what defines a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like the foundation that we have built as a couple and the communication that we have and the way in which we support each other and the way that we are two individual human beings who have our own lives and values and hobbies and things that we enjoy, but also come together and complement each other so well, I think is what makes a long-term relationship. It's true. And we've talked about marriage because, you know, Mm. we're at a year, I'm 30, like, yeah, those are the things that start it's, to creep into your mind. It's different when you're older, I think. Like right. when you're younger, you feel like you have to date for like four to five years, <laughs> right. or even three years, or two years, because you you obviously are starting younger. But when right. you're older, it doesn't really matter as much having right as much of a background of like, oh, we dated for twelve years and yeah. now we're married. <laughs> now we're you know? married and we're so happy. <laughs> yeah, but like I. And I'm kind of in the the boat of like I don't need to get married again, and mm-hmm. I also like. And that's kind of what ended my relationship before Aaron, not my um, ex-husband, but I had a a very brief uh, boyfriend after my marriage. And it kind of ended because I was like, I don't know if I want to get married and you want to get married so badly that like, Mm -hmm. I just don't know that I can get there, especially Mm -hmm. right now, because this is such a pivotal time in my life. But with Aaron, it's just like, things are so good and so solid. And like, I would see that for us yeah. okay potentially i don't think that there's a need to get married if we wanted to have kids i would probably say we should get married yeah, yeah. but like i don't think that there's a strong need to get married but i also don't write that off like i would do that again with him don't do the whole freaking wedding yeah. again like rigmarole hell no yeah. no absolutely not but does some but, like, of it like and maybe this is a me thing but like some of me feels like if i because obviously paul and i have been dating for almost a year in February, mm-hmm. um, which people think we were, we've been married. That's actually been like a weird thing. People have yeah, been think, no, thinking you, that we've been dating forever. But literally um, act like Caro said it perfectly. I'm just gonna <laughs> always reference Caro's podcast. But like, sh- you guys finally get old married couple. I love it. Shout out Caro. When I found out that you guys were not dating for, for a very long, long time, yeah, yeah. I was like, I actually love this so much. <laughs> and I know that there was like conversation of I don't see. Like, don't originally see you two together. I think Kara said something about, yeah, like... Yeah, that we just, like, don't make necessarily sense yeah. when it comes to, like, personality-wise. do. Because you guys just let each other be each other. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that, that there's so much importance to that. Of I said, like, you know, like a couple minutes ago that there's something to be said about two individuals being their own independent selves but coming together and complimenting each other. That's mm-hmm. you two. Mm-hmm. Like, Thanks. you guys support each other so Thank strongly you. and you're so independently <laughs> you. Yeah. And you guys, like, give each other shit and are not afraid to do so. And I love that about so you. True. But it's so... It is true. And I think that, like, you guys actually make so much sense because you let each other be each other. And, like, you'll give each other shit for it but you also support each other so strongly. So yeah. I I get where she's coming from and I'm not, yeah. like, disagreeing because you guys are so different. But I think in such a complimenting way yeah that, I mean that makes sense yeah but I feel like um part of it is so yeah like we've been dating for almost a year 
but um, you're you're a little bit more. Obviously, you have more had more time under your belt prior to Aaron. You like you said, you had a little short time uh, relationship yeah. and things like that. But there is a tiny bit of me that feels like even though we've been dating for a year, obviously Paul's old. Just kidding. This <laughs> comes up well. every podcast, <laughs> and it's actually you're something not that much older than me. So I like, you're really I, not. You're I'm kind of I fall in the middle of you two, so yeah, I'm not offended, true. but like. You're going to be offended you. soon. Soon. Give <laughs> me a couple always. years back and you're I know, I know. But then Paul's going to be even older. <laughs> anyway, but like, obviously Paul's not getting any younger. Um, but it's like, you've said before that ideally when I asked you, like, where, where do you see yourself in two years? You talked about potentially having a kid at that point, mm-hmm. um, which means like, okay, well, that we obviously wouldn't be dating as long. But I think for me, it kind of is like, almost a level of like worry when it comes to like getting engaged. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. will people be happy for me in a sense? Like, do you know what I mean? Like my, like you'll be happy for yeah. me. Obviously you'll be happy for us. Like our close friends will be happy for us, but yeah. there are some people in your life. And I don't know if you feel this way where you're like, is it going to seem stupid if I'm like, mm, like he put a ring on it. And it's like, Oh, she was just married. Like, and now two years later, she's getting married again. I say fuck them. Because (laughs) honestly, like, I've thought about this so much because I was like, like, I look at Aaron and I'm like, I would love to spend the rest of my life with you. You are such Mm. a wonderful human being. Like, Aaron. Yeah, seriously. I like, I asked him before I came on this podcast. I'm like, is there anything I would say that would like, you would not be happy about? He's like, oh, no. And then here I am. I'm just like, get like completely hyping him up. But, um, we get it. He, he's, he's great, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to stop, though. Um, with, what was he even saying? I just got, like, sidetracked. Well, but you're just saying, like, fuck him. Like, well, okay, who yeah, cares yeah, yeah. what other people yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, So, mm-hmm. with with that, I completely understand. Because I look at Aaron, I'm like, I would love to marry you. But mm-hmm. then I'm also like, well, I wouldn't want to do the whole bachelorette party thing yeah, again. Like, yeah, that feels yeah. so silly. But it's true because I would wedding. love to give you, like, a bachelorette party. Like, right? Like, because yeah, I didn't celebrate with you. Versa, like, thing. right. And I think that, especially in this phase of life, like, we all have kind of new friends like you've met new people and you want to celebrate with those people and like Mm -hmm. you want to have these moments with people who weren't there for it the first time but also like it's your life if you're happy and you're doing the things that make you happy if you don't want a bachelorette party don't have one if you want to have one freaking have one Mm -hmm. like the people who are not happy for you or are judging you are not people who deserve to be in your life close enough to have those feelings anyways like if they are having a negative feeling about something that's so happy in your life, they can fuck right off. Yeah, <laughs> meeting fuck new right adult off. friends is kind of wild because so wild. Yeah, it is because like like the people you, you two were, are my new adult yeah, friends. Yeah. <laughs> because the people you were friends with is there with like a level like, above adult? Because that's what do you Paul's mean? age. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here we go. I'm, I'm so entering sorry. that phase. I'm so sorry. No, you're not. You're still thirty. I'm 30. You're thirty. 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 You need more wine. <laughs> Honestly. Butler? Um, Where is the butler? I can go get it in a minute. That would be but so meeting, lovely. But what I was saying is meeting a new adult friends is kind of wild because like the people you were friends with previously, like when you were younger, mm-hmm. it's a little scary because you feel like maybe you're outgrowing them in a yeah. weird yeah. way. And not not like you're doing weird, better things. But kind of. But no, 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 but no. But sometimes. Different or maybe better or different. Yeah, but I feel like as an adolescent, some of the people that I was bonding with okay. were bonding with them because of like one, convenience, right? Like sure, a lot sure, of it sure. was convenience as a kid. I'll get one. And okay, thank Keep you. Keep going. Um, mine's a Josh and hers is the other one. Um, 19 grams. Peep. 
And (laughs) the other thing is like a lot of times you are bonding with them because your party was like, quote unquote, fun, right? You're going to the bars, you're like doing fun things. And it's like, that's not your priorities anymore. And like we've grown as people. And I mean, I guess like whoever wants to have that as their priorities, it's not to say they're worse or like less off than people who don't. But I think it's just different. I think there's something too. Like I... Paul's trying to take advantage of me tonight. He's filling my glass up a lot. Okay, come more than that. That's it? Yeah, keep it moving. Um, We've got so much to talk about. Beep, so much wine beep, to drink. Beep, beep. Yeah. I feel like so having... Beep, she has a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> you should just tell Aaron to come over here with and eat the pizza here. Yeah, text him. I don't even want to know what time it is. This is like... We have so much to talk about. It's not important. Um, Anyways, moving on. Um, to your point, like meeting new adult friends, I think is really special because yeah. I think those are like... At this point in your life, you have gotten to the point where you know who you are you know what makes you happy yeah. you know what fills your cup um mm-hmm. for example paul fills my cup with wine it's like <laughs> exactly. important in adult friends <laughs> to have that <laughs> but i think it's so important and then you know the people who people serve you in your lifetime when they're meant to and i don't mean serve you as in yeah. like paul serving me wine <laughs> but like people slave. fill your cup and they fulfill your life at a time when it means, you know, it makes sense for both of you, right? Yeah. And so, like, if it's going out in college and you're drinking and it's your party friend or someone you go out and drink with, mm-hmm. that's great. If your lives then deter from each other, that's okay because yeah. I think that's just life. Yeah. But I think people fall into your life when they're meant to mm-hmm. and they relationships are mutually beneficial. They should be. Yeah. So you should be giving back in the way that someone is giving to you. Mm-hmm. And if that stops on one side or your life does not continue to run together, I think that's completely okay. But I think that's just the phase of life. So for sure, I have plenty of friends who, you know, I'm no longer friends with that were friends with me in college. Or I have friends that who I don't necessarily spend a ton of time with them because Mm -hmm. our lives are just so vastly different at this point. Mm -hmm. But I still cherish and love and want to spend time with them and will not lose that connection. It just looks different. And then I have friends like you two who I spend the majority of my time with and you know we have open conversation and we click a lot and we our hobbies match up where we're doing yeah. the things that we love together and also kind of bonding over it and other things etc but there's different people who run in your life differently and I think it's oh, for okay sure. for for some to phase out if they're no longer serving you and it's okay for other things to to light up and to to engage a little bit more when they are and so. I, I used to have a lot of anxiety when like my friend my friend groups would collide, quote unquote, because mm-hmm. I feel like there was a time in my life where like I was a different person as a as a whole as a whole, but like also for different people. Like I had friends who were family that were mm-hmm. friends. I had friends who like didn't necessarily do the same hobbies as me, but like I partied with them. I had friends who I met at rec league teams and things like that. And when we'd, I would have like birthday parties and things, I would get so much anxiety watching them collide and I would almost not know who I was supposed to be yeah. because I felt like I had a different role and I played a different part with all of them yeah. versus now I feel like all of the people in my life, when we get together, it's very much like I just feel like the same person. And now it's just like more fun watching all those yeah. people like talk and meet each other. Like, and connect rather than like a stressful time for me to be like, okay, like what do I do? Because I'm usually the funny person with them and like the serious person with them. And with them, I feel like they think I'm kind of crazy and like a little bit OCD. And like now I just feel like one whole person that everybody knows as a genuine, like just authentic 
authentic. But I think me. that's because authentic. you yeah. know who you are now more than ever. And I yeah. think that, that the people who are in your life currently in this moment know you genuinely for who you are. For sure. Because you are the funny friend. You are the the kind, empathetic friend. You are a little bit crazy. Like you, <laughs> this is you are OCD. Yeah. But like you are all of those things and it's yeah. okay to mm-hmm. be all of those things. And the people who now surround you as they collide know that person because they accept every single corner of who you are and I think that's really important yeah so I think like we said like friends phase and that's completely okay Mm -hmm. but you are not the person that you were you know one two three years ago Mm mm-hmm that is mm-hmm. so okay. That's called growth right? because <laughs> we are constantly yeah. evolving as human beings. But it's important to surround yourself with people who completely, genuinely accept you for who you are. And I for think sure. that that's actually very, very beautiful of a thing for you to like have your housewarming oh, party yeah, and sure. for you to be so yeah. open about like this is my birthday party this is my housewarming party this one is my one year divorce party <laughs> I may whip out the wedding dress like who knows and to see all of these people from different oh, walks they of had life great times I hope and have a great time everyone was having such a good time and yeah. even like I mean your lives have collided so much and I feel like you and mm-hmm. Mac and your friends and seeing oh, that yeah. all come together so seamlessly is you know really important so mm-hmm. I think it just all goes to show that like life is, you know, comes in phases and For people sure. come in phases. And like, it, I love my scissor sisters from high school, <laughs> but like <laughs> context, please. No, context, no the please. context is scissor sisters. That's but the like, context. like There's I so love many them. different things that that could mean. It's exactly, <laughs> it's, it actually, they actually, the thing is like, I, so I had a core group of girlfriends in high school and I'm not honestly not close with any of them anymore, which is fine. I, I, Keep those people like not peep, but like so so happy for the people who kept their relationships from from high school yeah. all through their life. I'm not one of those people. I think I've changed so much. I've gone through a lot, and I don't necessarily like the person I was in high school, mm-hmm. but I loved those girls, and I still like love them so much for being. Actually, I have a few friends from high school. Um, yeah. but like I still love the girls, like the core group of girls that I was friends with. But um, we were crazy, and <laughs> two of them texted me because a lot of them still keep in. A contact and they were like oh like we want to start a podcast we have all these stories from high school and like we do mm. but yeah they're called the scissor sisters um they're not called that didn't i start calling yeah them paul started yeah, calling yeah, them I that oh yeah so because you of can my, give me context because of my stories from high school oh yeah do you ever like okay you know when someone like tickles you you know what I mean? we <laughs> talked about this i'm not Brittany. extremely ticklish we no we didn't yeah we did not on the podcast oh we didn't no oh, we okay, talked about okay. it like casually oh okay 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 um like you so know get like, on the table no 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 oh, we're not okay. getting on the table but like you <laughs> know when, like, going somewhere weird but you know fast. when you like okay lift your arm up okay okay so like you like actually i can just use your hand you know when someone does that touches, too yes. yeah and they like tickle you uh, so max my, max mm. like stroking oh i love Aaron's it arm yes it's, it's the great. best and please keep going um, <laughs> so like what what i used to do with a couple of my girlfriends is like we would do like tickle time like i'd be like okay let's tickle and like <laughs> i love how you call it tickling Tickle yeah, time, guys. I would call it tickle. I still tell like Paul, like, "Will you tickle my arm?" My, I think it's because my like, and my little brother deserves a girlfriend, so I don't want this to embarrass him. But like, he would used to say to my mom, like, "Will you tickle my back, mom?" He was obviously that's younger. That's fair. You know I mean? feel like I feel like I've heard that. I just yeah. don't call him soft touches. Yeah, that's like yeah. very mature of you. Mm. I just call it tickling. <laughs> but like, we used to like get in almost like a scissoring position, me and my girlfriends, and then like they yeah. would tickle my leg while I tickled their leg. It's actually hilarious. Pants off. <laughs> well, yeah, because you can't have your I pants on. This. No, I actually I respect it because I. You respect. I, I, I respect it. it because yeah. I freaking love that. Were you ever yeah. in like the? 
elementary like reading room or whatever or you were in elementary school and everyone someone was reading and you're sitting on the mat and they made like a line and they'd scratch each other's backs oh sure was that not like a thing? No, I did that in my I personal life, but not no, in, like, in elementary not in school, school. We used to make like it'd be our teacher would be reading to us. We'd all be sitting like on the mat or whatever, mm-hmm. and we'd make a line and you'd scratch the back of the person in front of you. And if like we were young, but it felt so good. I am a huge like back scratch, soft touch, it's whatever. So nice. Someone plays with your yeah. hair. I'm like, just lay me to rest right here. I'm going to pass out of happiness. Exactly. Like, Teenagers do weird things when they're figuring out their bodies. A little yeah, bit, though. that's fair. I, I mean, used to use my parents back massager to as a vibrator. Did you? Okay. Yeah, it was really kind of messed up. And it I didn't vibrate. I'm sorry. Oh, a you back mean like a, like I was talking about like they look like a shower head. Oh, oh, oh. Like, and it I was plugged thinking in. Of a no, no, no. And it plugged in. And I remember I was young when it started God because damn. I was like playing around with it. I was probably like, I don't know. Like, it was in my like 10, probably 10 to 13. Damn. Somewhere in there. And I remember telling my mom, I was like, Whoa. oh, yeah, I, I use it to massage my mini wiener. Is that a good? <laughs> told her straight up what you were doing. Well, because I didn't know that it was, was like wrong. I didn't know it was not like wrong. it's not wrong. Yeah, but I didn't know it was like sexually pleasuring me. Yes. I just thought like because when I, a parent would probably see that as like oh my god. Oh yeah, she was like you so, need to stop that. Yeah, she was like right. don't do that. I mean it's it's not wrong to explore your body when you're young. But like, I was like showing no. people how to do it. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> my, my cousin came over and she was like, she's a year older than me. And I was like, you want to massage your mini wiener? This is how you do it. <laughs> oh and my God. well, because I didn't know, I just like had taken my parents back massager, plugged it in. And I was like doing my legs and stuff. Yeah. And then I like put it over, you know, my hoo-ha and it felt kind of nice. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> wow. I, that is actually hilarious to me. I feel like I am like so sexually delayed in my <gasps> like years where I'm like 10 to 13. Like, oh my God. Well, it was an accident, but like. But hey. it felt good. It, but it, but it's so weird it did it did it felt so good and like but it's so weird because I had a terrible experience as like an adolescent when I had my first um, when I had sex for the first time that like I feel like it's so funny because I think about like my sexual curiosity and like mm-hmm. openness with like everything involving sex and like feeling good and things like that and it's so different like I feel like I'm a lot more reserved from years two thousand and. 17 to now than I was prior to like yeah. that and it's just so weird but like yeah I massage my mini wiener with my parents back I wonder, massager I wonder if that's like as you kind of enter your adolescent years you start to feel more reserved because it's like other people are doing it and you know more about it and you're mm-hmm. almost like embarrassed of like am I doing this wrong is this yeah. weird you there's more, more judge self, yeah, yeah, self-aware yeah. and like, I feel like when you're younger like do you know I, what a wizard sleeve is no no Okay. Good. I was like, is this just me? Is that serious? So I, um, so like, um, a wizard sleeve is, if you look it up on Urban Dictionary, it's like when, when, to be very matter of fact, is when a woman's labia, like, is long, like super long. Okay. Like the outside ones. A wizard sleeve. And the men call it a wizard sleeve, apparently. And so I was. There's a line from Bora that mentions that. (laughs) Really? I won't say it. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Is it, I'm taking my wizard sleeve? He's like, um. Her, vag- her vagine hang like sleeve of wizard. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that makes sense. Something um, like that. So like I was friends with, like I had, a, I had a core group of girlfriends. This is their sisters. And then I had like a core group of guy friends and we all kind of were like dating, kind of like we all had boyfriends and those yeah. were the group of guys that were all friends with us. 
Um, and I remember that like the guys would kind of talk about wizard sleeves and that was the mm. first time that I was very aware of like my body and what it looked like. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh shoot, I don't want to have one of those. Like, I hope I don't have one of those. Yeah. And so then you start like inspecting yours and you're like, does it look weird compared to other people's? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I feel like when you get to that point where you become almost too self-aware of like what men think and like also what other people look like. Yeah. That's when it starts being like, oh shoot, like I like a little bit more reserved, I guess. Well, yeah, but then it's like, I don't want to put myself too far out there and then not be accepted almost like mm-hmm. you want it to you know be like more. I don't want a man to be like oh she has a wizard sleeve right. not that I have one but right. like I'm like <laughs> thank you for clarifying Paul thank, you, Paul thank you for shaking your head about that that actually gave me a lot of it's not, a <laughs> it's not a sleeve but like you know what I mean because like you it's like obviously everyone's body parts like different men and women yeah. and it's like you start at that age you're like at this age, you are very aware of the fact that, like, that is a truthful thing. But, yeah. like, when you're in high school and, like, even college, it's, like, you still kind of think of it, like, oh, shit, something's wrong with it. Yeah. Or, like, the way it looks, you know, you're, like, yeah. I don't know. I think it's so funny now, too, because you think about, like, in your adult age, it's, like, so anyone who would give you shit for, like, the way that your body is you're like, is you're just an asshole anyway. Yes. So it's just, like. Like, I'm sorry, you're yeah. getting some? Yeah, like. <laughs> excuse you you, like anyone who should judge you for anything about your body who like if you're having sex with them is like you get no more yeah you suck i'm sorry you think you are a goddess right like look Like, at you sorry like you think that your penis gives orgasms to 76 percent of women like i accepted (laughs) who thought that who would possibly think that i think that they have a magic penis um can't be paul could could never be i had had a group of friends i had a group of friends in I think it was, I'm sure it was high school. Hopefully I never went to like, I never <laughs> like, went to one of these. I never oh, went to no. one of these gatherings, but they would. Those gatherings? Yeah. What? I can't. They would, um, they would watch together. porn and then they would. Together? Sep- yeah, it's together, which I had done with my friends as well. What? Yeah. We, You've watched porn with friends? Would you yeah. guys. I've never watched porn in my whole life. you pull your thingies out? Really? In my whole You haven't? I just started oh, this why? year and it is great. She just started I did. <laughs> Well, because that so, feels Paul influence. I don't even care about this. I, like, I really didn't. Um, really? My uh, like no. a huge reason that my ex and I obviously separated was because there was a disconnect with his use of porn and quality, an addiction. quality time with yeah. me. And um, that was like a very big reason our relationship ended. And so I just like had a terrible taste in my mouth about yeah. like porn. I just like even when like Paul had given it up. I think yeah. it was. And you still kind of give it up. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like... I detoxed. Yeah, you detoxed <laughs> from porn. But like, I just in my head thought it was like so bad. But then I was like, I think for some reason, I w- one day I was like, you know what? I just like, I feel like I need to like do, um, what is it called? Like when you, it's almost like some sort of therapy where it's like... Exposure therapy? Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I need to watch it. <laughs> and I watched it and I was like, right, like what if I just like try this? <laughs> like what if I just like... <laughs> Like now that I'm here, yeah. Like now that I'm here, but I just like whip out my vibrator to see what it's like. Well, my and now I'm like, this is kind of nice. Okay, <laughs> like, okay. like Loki, it's okay to have it yeah. in healthy amounts. Yeah, like, it's I not like I'm gonna pick that over Paul. Overindulged, right? Like the right. the real yeah. thing is gonna be better. I think we can yeah. all admit that. Oh, yeah. However, if you are in need, if you're in a pinch. If Paul is gone, <laughs> if you're in a pinch. pinch. <laughs> And you're just like feeling some type of way and Paul's not around. Like you, you gotta do what you gotta and do. And there's like, and I talked about this on the podcast as I with speak, Caro. I've never watched it. So like you I don't should, know but about. like, but I'm going to get back to Paul's story in a second. But like, as Caro said it in the podcast, like there are certain things like for me right now, I'm not comfortable exploring with my partner, mm-hmm. but like porn kind of allows me to like explore yeah. what I like and what I don't like without yeah. like, and like exiting my comfort zone in the sense right. of like having to like maybe 
teeter on that like border. Yeah. Well, what I was saying was I had a group of friends that would watch porn and then go masturbate That's separately f- in separate parts of the room. Why did you feel like you needed to turned. do that together? Like, why did that what not was feel that like... noise? Paul, why it is was that me asking something? I, I'm see, I never, I never went to one of these parties. I'm so happy yeah, about that you. said you watched you. porn with your friends. Yeah, we would but watch, like, like here's like, the thing. Was it, like, funny? Were you, here's like, doing thing. it ironically? No, here's the thing. In 2003, oh, yeah. we're watching porn on Cinemax. <laughs> well, I don't know what... <laughs> and you Cinemax? barely... What were we doing yeah. in 2003? 2003, I was born in 95, so I was eight. I was yeah, literally you and eight. Are the same age. Paul the was is, watching porn. And I was an eight-year-old, not okay. even like knowing how to. But like spell you porn. would turn, you could go to a certain channel like late at night, and they would play like softcore porn. So what? it's not the internet. Yeah, you didn't know that. So what? You I guys were just like, let's watch this. Yeah, yeah, we would. Did you get hard with I your friends. I honestly can't remember. I, can't I have a remember. lot of that questions. So not no I, as, I do too. Like, why is that the thing that you would do? Like, were there no. Good you, board games out at the time? No. For boys? <laughs> <laughs> there video games? Like we video like, games, really? What about like lightsabers? Video games were over. We're trying to see some some titties. Then go, like, <laughs> did you not have any girlfriends? No, we're not 13, 14. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. I forget. I guess Okay, like, so yeah, I mean, yeah. when you're No, young, you're you were curious. not 13, 14 in 2003. 2003, I was 14. 14. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But you're curious at that age. Like, you just yeah. are like, I can't actively see this on a human being. Like, I'm going to get it. Right. I get it. I and get that. And it with your friends. We had dial up internet. Yeah, but, a little yeah, weird. But I, yeah, but you but didn't want to do it alone. I get it. <laughs> yeah, but you're oh, I would do it alone. I would do it alone. Oh, thank yeah, you for concerning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we didn't. Uh, okay, but here's my thing. I have questions about the people that used to have, like, get togethers where you guys just do that. And <laughs> Circle then, like, jerks? Yeah. But not really. I mean, jerks. I guess I did that one time. I feel like this group of friends may have. Maybe done that. Hey, was your like friend, maybe not you? Was Brian no, in this group of friends? No, he wasn't. Who was in this group of friends? It was like friends? kids in my grade. Is Brian not in your grade? No, no, no. Oh yeah, I guess mm. Brian is your age. Okay. Yeah. No, nope. doesn't have any it's friends his age. Thirty-three. Oh, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's okay. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I heard about them doing this. They would like watch porn, then quietly go to different parts of the. So room. they had like a mutual agreement where the parts yeah. of the room they didn't even have closed doors. Not really. What would no. they do it in Paul Like socks, napkins. Like that's odd. I'm like sorry. I mean, I had a masturbation party this. one time. I what? What? What did you say? <laughs> I didn't hear what she <laughs> said. Like I one time, my brother's game room. So we had a game room in our basement. I need an age. I was. I'm gonna say 16. 16 okay. 16 years okay. old. I think my friends were probably 17 at the age because I was a year younger. But okay. we. We all had um, vibrators, and we all went into my brother's game room. He was obviously was not Connor, in there. I hope he listens to this. He was not in there. I'm so sorry, Connor. He needs a girlfriend. <laughs> and just, not, don't no, use, we're not dead. No. Don't use this against him. But like, we went into his game room, and there was like all there was was a giant armchair, and that's it in this room because he would sit in his giant yeah, armchair yeah. and play yeah. his video games. Um, and we all found a place on the floor, and we all used our vibrators. So all you hear there was. That's what I'm saying. How is that any different than what the boys were doing? And the lights were off, and it's then we walked out of the room. No. Honestly, that that was that was what we did. Is, one time. is that what you put on the invite? You're like, hey, bring no. your vibrator. Like, no, we were just like, for some reason, I don't know what it was, but I feel like I went through a phase when I turned six, fifteen, sixteen. Um, up until I graduated high school where like we all started getting boyfriends and having mm-hmm. our first times and like being fingered for the re- like doing like we never did like I mean I'd never sent nudes until I was like an adult adult out of college mm-hmm. but um we like everyone was kind of like in that phase where mm-hmm. I just feel like we went into this hyper fixation on like masturbating what our bodies look like like hooking up with guys like um 
we used to have like these things we called throwdown parties where we'd all like go and make out with our boyfriends and like in the same room kind of thing. And like we had such different experiences. Really? Yeah. Were you sheltered? A little, yeah, I think yeah. so. Where, like, wait, where did you grow up? Spring Lake, Michigan, mm. right outside of Grand Haven. Super small. Yeah, quite Super, small. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I'm sure these things happened with sure. people who were much more fun than I was. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't call it I, fun though, because I'm not a fun girl. I was just I a wasn't. little. I was very reserved, very shy. Yeah. Was I cool in high school? No, <laughs> I would not say that. <laughs> really? really? No. I want to see a picture after I know. this. Like, what? I can, you yeah. What was your group in high school? Like, you did a sport. Yeah, I swam. I swam. Oh. I played soccer oh, okay. and I played tennis sense. and I danced. Oh, oh wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you did a lot. Yeah. So like, wh- why weren't you cool? I was weird. Like, and I was also very shy. So I wasn't great at like reaching out and like, mm. I, I wasn't good at like bonding with people because I couldn't do the small talk thing. Like I was awkward. So I wasn't able to just be like, hey, how's it going? Like, how was your weekend? I didn't mm-hmm. like jut out conversation like a normal human being. I like froze. I was quite odd. <laughs> and I think it was just like truly out of awkwardness and for fear of being like maybe like judged or saying a weird thing. And I Did think you have a, like mental health issues as a kid. No, no, I think I was just so shy. I mean, I have mental health issues now. <laughs> <laughs> as a result. <laughs> I mean, granted, I have anxiety, so though? I like, probably had anxiety yeah, at the did. time. But like I was just quiet I was really quiet and so and granted I had you know my group of friends and I swam and I had friends through that and I had friends who soccer so I had like a core little group but I wasn't like branching out by any means you guys just weren't massaging your mini wieners I was not and no so when is you don't have to answer this obviously but like what age did you start like or if you have I mean (laughs) it falls like if it's ever happened (laughs) if you're still ever to that time but like what age did you start like breaking out of your shell in a way? Like, because I obviously, I don't necessarily remember the first time meeting you at track day because I mm-hmm. guess I think in my head we've been friends for a long time. We've been friends forever, Matt. Yeah. Um, but I also assume everybody's my friend, which is probably not healthy. Which but, I love about you. No, it's um, But like, I would never guess that you, and I said this to Brittany too on our last podcast, is that like, I guess maybe because I also have anxiety, I just don't necessarily like, I don't look at you and be like, oh, you're a shy person. Like, by any means. Like, yeah. I feel like you can talk to anyone. I feel like you're very lovable, very open, very genuine, like, authentic, fun to be Thanks. around. Like, when did you start, you know, feeling, like, more like that person? If you do even feel like that person, you know? Truthfully, not until recently. I think, like, in high school, I was really shy. And I, I think I always, like, was fearful of saying something dumb. I couldn't come up with, like, I didn't know how to relate to people, honestly. <laughs> like, I just, in high school, I was just genuinely shy. And then... I got to college and I think I found myself a little bit more. Um, but still, I continued to kind of be shy, but a little less. So mm. I definitely broke out a little bit more. But I also dealt with figuring out like I've had anxiety for a long period of my life. But that's when I really figured out that's what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were some harder times in college that helped me like or that made me retract a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I got into sports marketing. I had to kind of get out of my shell a little bit and be a little bit more social in that respect. Um, and then you also start to meet people who are a little bit more like your vibe and you jive with them a little bit better mm. in college. So I think that helps. But then honestly, I stopped caring so much about what people think post-divorce. So yeah. I think about, you know, when I was married, we had this friend group who we always hung out with them. And I'd always be thinking like, you know, did I say something weird? Or did I say something that would offend someone? Or, yeah. you know, do they actually like me? Or is, is this a genuine relationship? Or is it more mm-hmm. forced because we're all wives of these guys? 
And then I got divorced and you kind of go into life and you're just like, why does it matter? And I kind of just opened up a little bit more of, you know, it it doesn't matter if I say something that offends some, I, well, I never want to offend somebody ever in my whole life. But like, if I say something that someone doesn't like, Mm -hmm. or if I say something that someone thinks is weird, like, again, I will say this for the rest of my life, you can fuck right off. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I am who I am. I mm-hmm. say what I say. I forever want to, you know, act with kindness and, you know, be a positive right. person. But, and I never want to offend someone or, you know, be anyone who isn't an inclusive person or welcoming. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm kind of weird. I'm a little OCD. Yeah. Yeah, I talk are. a shit ton. If you, you don't want to compromise like, who you are. Right. But I am who I am. In. So at the end of the day, like, I think I, I kind of canceled out that shyness a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm like, I like to talk. I want to make friends. I love being surrounded by people I enjoy. So like, why would I not just kind of like open that up? So I I really truly think I stepped more outside of that bubble a little bit more, you know, post-divorce. And I just opened up and I was like, screw it. And so even being at track day, I I get a little bit of social anxiety going to big group events by myself. Because I'm like, Mm -hmm. what if everyone's already friends? What if I, you know, what if I don't fit in? What if I can't make a friend? Which was absolutely not the case, obviously. No, obviously not. Yeah, yeah. Um. But you go into those scenarios and you're just like, but what happens if it's great? And, you know, what happens if it's an amazing experience and I make a ton of friends and I, you know, have a great day and then I go back the next time. And it's like, I think Mm. I've kind of entered that mindset more so of like, but what happens if it's really good? Which I feel like is crazy thinking about like, obviously your first track day, like you're obviously having those thoughts, but then like now it almost seems, and I don't know if you feel this way, but I, but like from the outside looking in, when you show up to those kind of events and the events in the running community, like I would say you're more not in the in crowd, but like you obviously go there and you're like, I know I'm going to know most people here. Well, like, that's I'm going to have a relationship with most people here. In and sense. that's amazing. And I, I would, I think the running community, especially your track days are so inclusive and so welcoming to anyone who wants to experience, you know, a speed workout or try something to challenge themselves a little bit more. Or if we go to, you know, if you do a society day and it's, mm-hmm. you know, take this at whatever pace feels comfortable to you, but like yeah. join us. I think yeah. they're really inclusive moments, but now going, it's so funny because I look back on just a couple months ago, I felt so nervous. And then now I'm like, I won't go to a running event that I, I know I'll know someone. Like yeah, I won't yeah, go to one not thinking like or thinking that I won't know someone and right. get nervous. I've never had that thought since that day, which mm-hmm. is just I think it goes to show just kind of step out of your comfort zone a little bit. It's worthwhile mm-hmm. because you never know who you're going to meet. And like, I mean, we're now best friends. We've proclaimed it. And I have yes, to get you I a best friend. <laughs> she told me she told me I think it was Diamond Regal. You told me that you told Paul <laughs> that like, you think you wanted me to be your best friend. And I'm like, yeah. same. And so now we're like, best friends. <laughs> but like, if I would never have gone to, if I never would have gone to track day, like right. I wouldn't have this. Yeah, and I think it's just, table. it's huge. And I mm-hmm. think it just, you know, step outside your comfort zone. It's okay to be shy. It's okay to be more reserved. But yeah, for if sure. there's something be that yourself. you want to do, be yourself and go do mm-hmm. it and give yourself the, the patience and the grace and the confidence to like, feel a little weird at first and Mm -hmm. and people are going to respect like shy people like I always I can tell who is more reserved and like I totally respect that I'm not going to like push you to speak to the group or like but I'm also not going to like let you be you know what I mean like people are going to know that like you can definitely read people as adults like most most people who are self-aware can read other people like if you are shy and you walk into a group of humans at an event and you are shy like someone is going to notice that and respect that, but also make an effort to like 
make sure that you feel welcome exactly. and known yeah. and like you'll know someone because you'll know that one person who sees that and reaches out to you. Yes. And I think in these environments, it's so important to remember there's always going to be someone who like has been there and has felt shy and who has felt like I'm nervous to go to this, but they will see that it's honestly, it's, it's semi easy to pick up on. Like you said, like you Mm -hmm. can tell when someone's being a little Mm -hmm. bit more reserved, but like I have been there. So if I see someone who's maybe not talking to someone, I will always reach out and just, you know, try and ask those, Mm -hmm. those little questions and make that small talk and make them feel like they're not by themselves. And I think that's really important, but that's, Mm -hmm. I think that's the Grand Rapids running community Mm -hmm. as a whole, which is, is funny. Because you were like, I was that person who was reserved. And it's yes. funny that you start as that person and then you come and then yes. you're going to obviously notice someone who looks like they are feeling the same way you felt your yes. first time. And then they're going to eventually become another person who does it for someone else. Right. And it's a big train of events. It is. And it's, I think the running community in Grand Rapids is such a joyous place and it's so inclusive and it's so much fun. And it's a place that I want other people to enjoy. So mm-hmm. if I see anyone and you two are the exact same way, like if you see someone mm-hmm. who's not talking to anyone or who looks new or looks like maybe they don't have like a group yet or someone to run with, we always will reach out. And like, yeah. so, okay, sure. so to anyone who like wants to go to these things, even if it's not running, if it's you know climbing or whatever mm-hmm. other sports that yeah. people do. Or not a sport. If you want to yeah. do some pottery, like I'm like bound to climb. Dungeons and Dragons, my boyfriend will <laughs> I won't hit you up and <laughs> play Dungeons and Dragons with you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll start a Grand Rapids club. But <laughs> like, there are clubs. There are so many like people who have been in your shoes. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I look back at, I think this year was in this fall was so pivotal for like me and you know how I am as a person is I do feel like I'm not necessarily a shy person anymore but I've made a lot more adult friends and mm-hmm. met a lot of people who are core people in my life like I think it's been time with you guys more than anyone <laughs> else true. in my life besides Aaron like <laughs> I spend so much time with you guys and I just met you a couple months ago but like it goes to show there's so much benefit in just putting yourself out there it's mm-hmm. funny you say that though because lately you've been MIA and also you know true. what I told Mac I was like where's Aaron been okay can we come back and to this yeah. this is important to talk about because I want to talk about this actually but I have to pee and I might pee in this oh yeah, yeah let's let's take a break okay. me and Mac will keep going yeah well she's been missing and now she's leaving again <laughs> she's going to the bathroom and she won't tell me she I wouldn't actually, tell us why she has work. No, I'm kidding. Well, well, here's the thing, Paul, is like, this is what you do all the time what? is you send me to do your, you are the introvert of this relationship. I guess. You don't think you're introverted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Somewhat, somewhat. But like, I'll talk to people. You know yeah, what I mean? I but like. it's a mix for sure. I think that like, yeah, true. I, okay, I can see that. I you guess you're, I mean? you're like extroverted, like but you are, re- it's weird because you're like reserved. Sure. Like sure, I'm sure, an sure. extroverted extrovert. Okay. Like I get high off of like public speaking, like talking to sure. people. Love it. But you send me to do your dirty work. You're like, where's Aaron? I haven't seen Aaron in a while. Yeah, but do I even have her phone number? I don't think. I don't know. If you I have so many people's phone numbers. You don't save them. That's true. I don't. And what I is don't. that about? I forget once once like that their number comes through, or if it's in a group and it goes a few texts down, I just forget to do it. I really do. I actually, I, I do have a, um, a weird system where like they have to text me multiple times. Yeah. Like more than just like, Hey, my name's so-and-so. And like one other text, like you have to like talk to me a few times yeah. over text for me to like save your number. I'm exchanging with Aaron now because I also have to be, it's because oh, I'm drinking okay. real wine. Are you? I thought it was non-alcoholic. Oh, let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very alcoholic and I almost beat my pants. Well, okay, well we were saying, cause like sometimes you'll get someone's number or like, 
if I'm in a group text with you and her and somebody else mm-hmm. and I, and I know it's you, but I don't save your number. Oh, and I then, don't save people's yeah. numbers. I'm really bad at that. Right. Actually, Aaron and I, when we first started dating, so I did this thing when we first started dating mm-hmm. of like, I didn't want to attach too quickly into a relationship. So I never saved his number in my phone. Mm. And I do that with a lot of people. I just like don't save their numbers. And that's not of like, I don't want to attach to you. His is a different story, but I just don't think about it. And also don't know who this human is. But the camera died. The recorder died. We're back. We're back. Barely. You were were talking about not saving people's numbers in your phone. Well, actually what we started before you went to the bathroom was why you've been MIA. Because Paul's like upset. I know. Well, because didn't you tell Mac that you need to like check on me? Because I was like, yeah, you did. You were like, check on Aaron. Well, there was a point where I was like, Hey, where's Aaron? Yeah. Cause you missed like a couple of runs. Yeah. And I don't do that. Yeah. I, knew I don't think I do. I was just like mentally. No. I was always like, knows. Well, you have my location. So you actually, do I do. I, <laughs> I have to look at all my Sims on the internet. <laughs> uh, it's so great. I travel for work a lot though. So yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah. always gone. And actually this is something I wanted to talk about. Cause I was talking to Aaron about this is that like, I am at a very, I like to have my alone time for sure. 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 Like, and Aaron knows obviously that I travel for work a lot. So that's like some, that's a part yeah. of our relationship and I love my job wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's nothing that would come between us because he knows it's something I deeply care about. But then when it comes to my friend relationships, it actually makes it kind of hard. What are you doing? God damn it. <laughs> you're having- she was having a deep thought and you're singing yeah. Nickelodeon song. No, 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 no. Continue. Okay. Well, this actually goes to you because I think about this with you a lot is that I travel a lot. So then when I get back, I'm kind of tired and kind of yeah. need a moment because when I'm traveling, I'm with my coworkers and I'm socializing and we're doing customer dinners and all of these right. things. And so my social battery depletes, but then I get back and I really want to like, if I get back on a Saturday and we're doing a Sunday long run, like I want to see my friends and yeah. I'm really tired and I need a minute, but like max love language is quality time. Yeah. And so like, I want to make sure that as a friend, <laughs> I am, you know, I love quality being time. there for you and making sure that I'm continuing to like, you know, be a part of this relationship outside of like, obviously I think of Aaron too, if I want to make sure that there's quality mm-hmm. time there. I do have to talk myself down from a ledge sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you. I'm like, she said she, she couldn't hang out today. Me. And then she, she said she couldn't hang out. Then I say, I should just stop asking her for like a little no, bit. No, you should always, <laughs> always ask me. Cause even last night, like, we, this entire week, we were busy. Remember? Like, I, you asked Yeah, me I've asked podcast. you to work so many times, yeah. too. I was like, do you want to work from home today? You want to work from home today? I know. I'm the But we had something going on every single day. Yeah. And then last night, we were driving funny. home. And I was, like, hanging on by a thread. I was so tired. Aaron and I yeah. got home from Ann Arbor so late. And I was like, oh, my God. I have to do that podcast tomorrow. But then I also was, like, so excited to see you guys. But mm-hmm. I also am, like, my social battery might be kind of dead. Yet here yeah. we are. We've That's why I tried to so give long. you some. I was, like, Paul was, like, you should text her. I was, like, I'm not going to bother at the game. I'm just going to give her some space. And then <laughs> on Sunday I'll text yeah. her and say, you still okay for today? Casually. No, and it's perfect. I'm glad that we're here. I just want a hole in my pants. What pants? Oh, yeah. sweat pants. Are those okay. new? Those look like at-home sweatpants. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. These are like hand-me-downs. Dude, they're bad. <laughs> like, I feel like but they're, when they're bad, They're Paul. okay to have a hole. It's breathable. Yeah, yeah, Paul says that as all of his boxers have a hole. They, well, socks. I was just listening Underwear to Vile Files, and they were talking <gasps> about like... I, she I know. I listen to it because I do love you so much. I want to do all the things <laughs> that you do. And see, it's yeah, okay. That's so sweet. Um, but I started listening to Vile Files because you talked about it, and mm-hmm. they were talking about underwear and how you have like your 
everyday underwear, your sex underwear, mm-hmm. your mm. like workout underwear and all that thing. It sounds like you may need to dabble into that a little bit more. <laughs> Mine, mine's just all. Just, okay. It's just underwear. Yeah. I am so superstitious that like I believe fully 100% in my heart that the day that I shave my legs, I will not get laid. Why? I shave my legs every single day. Every time. Every day. Every day. I'm a very well-groomed human. Every time I shave my legs and my vagina, like I am bald as a like little balded eagle. Naked mole rat. I'm a naked mole rat down there. I'm like, I moisturize. I do everything. I'm like, I will not get laid tonight. And lo and behold, I've never gotten laid the day that I shaved. Never in your life? You could be me. With you, with you, Paul. just do it every single day. I could, but that is not on my to-do list. It's okay. I don't know when that started, but it did start, and it's just kind of held true. Wild. I know. Fun fact. (laughs) So your legs, your legs you do every day. Can I touch them? Let me touch them. Actually, let me touch them. Yeah. That's wild. Whoa. Wait, is that a sock? Oh, yeah. That's a sock. Whoa. She's stroking everyone's calf. Wow. They're soft. Baby's butt. Wait, feel mine. Feel her uh, cactuses. Those are prickly. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to know what? I'll probably get laid tonight, but I probably won't if I shaved them. That's you that's know what? That's thing. fair. By Honestly, who? You, you, should start, you should start checking when she's shaving her legs and it really changes for her. Yeah. I should. Sometimes yeah. I like wear cute PJs. Like I'll wear like sexy stuff to bed uh, and then I won't get laid. I'm like, what a what fucking like? waste. I, I wear it's underneath. What do you mean? I don't know about that. Pants. And to sweatshirt to bed. Yeah. I look like a homeless human every time I go to bed. I wore socks the other night to bed. And Aaron, like, actually, he felt them. And he was like, are you wearing socks in bed? And I was like, yes, I was chilly, so I'm wearing socks. And he was like, I'm taking them off. (laughs) He was so... He was, so, he was offended by the socks. He was like, you cannot wear socks to bed. That's really weird. I need to take these off. And he took my socks off and then we just went to bed. Oh. But it was just like, I have never not been like so overly clothed going to bed. Really? I don't know what it's like to wear like sexy pajamas to bed. Oh. It's not. Mm-hmm. I like to be like less clothes or better. Mm-hmm. No. I will say sometimes not when, in the I, winter for me. when I don't want to get laid, I fart. Oh, I feel like I could do that and still be just fine. Really? Yeah, I just feel like if I'm really like, if I'm if I'm like if I'm like, I really just don't think I can pull my life together today and you know have a good time. I will be in a goofy gooper mood. (laughs) No, she'll she'll chardelay all over the place, (laughs) (laughs) and under the covers, it's a nightmare. Like hot boxes you a little bit. Yeah, I never, I never hot box. I always air it out into your mouth. He's breathing extra deep. <laughs> I will say though, Paul's farts and burps are the smelliest. Okay. And he acts, he goes, whoops. Hot, like, okay, Bruh. I'm going to throw in my random hot takes. I think burps are more disgusting. Yes. Really? Yes. yes. Burps I are so yell gross. at Paul all the time. Like, you cannot burp. People hate that. And I'm like, everyone raise your hand in the oh. room if you hate burp. Okay. Let going. me clarify. Mm. I burp like religiously. Really? I open my mouth wide and I let it rip. I've never heard you burp. Ever. I I well, I, I feel like you, you probably have. have I feel like I probably have burped around you. I've I burp a lot. It. I everything makes me burp. I can drink water, pop, whatever. It makes me burp. And I don't just like cute little like burp. Oops, haha. Oh, but I like I burp. like open my mouth and I burp really loud. Ew. Yeah, no, it's not great. I'm so sorry, but, but like if your burp smells bad, Paul, 
<laughs> literally Paul's throw up. I literally cannot uh, view you the same. When Aaron burps, yes. I look at him. I'm like, you should have farted. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I let it out the other end. You expect something disgusting coming out of a butthole, <laughs> but like out of a mouth, mouth, it's like, ew. Yes. Like you need to disinfect yep. with Lysol. I knew you were my, you're my soul human. Ugh. I think everything I say, you understand. I do. I get that. Okay, we have to wind this down because you guys really. <laughs> Yeah, that's why we have to wind it down. No, we don't. You guys, I have no plans well, now that I forgot to pick up the pizza. That's true. No, I need to party, make a. Can I make a public party. apology for what? She, well, pizza? yeah, Aaron had her her boyfriend order a pizza <laughs> an hour ago, <laughs> an, an hour, hour ago, ago, and she forgot to pick it up, and they're closed. And they closed. Because I'm having such a good time talking to my that's friend. That's true. But we're gonna go back to Aaron Praise, and he's a sweet boy. And I called he's a him sweet, he's sweet, a sweet boy. Sweet boy. It's kind of like a him. grandmother. He compliment. said, "It's okay, I'll figure something out." And oh, I was like, "Okay, nice. I love you." See, I thought Goodbye. he was gonna come here and join the party. The he would, time. but given the time, yeah, what time is it? It's nine. Now. Yeah, no, 20. it's not late. We're gonna oh. do this all night. See, Paul right now is when he'd be like, "Daddy's gotta go to bed." Daddy's gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy says nine night burger. I'm gonna start commenting on Strava and be like, "Good job, Daddy." Oh <laughs> no, <laughs> don't <laughs> do that. I hate it. Well, no, I don't like it. Actually, I kind of like it. If she you're gonna like, do mm. it, you gotta own it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, like, but don't do it in front of my dad. Like, that's just, <laughs> no. like, that's just like a big fuck you, that's my a dad. Huge no, no. I don't remember doing because my dad like calls like, me princess and stuff, and yeah. then you were like daddy, yeah. and I'm like, do yeah, not refer not to yourself as like daddy yeah, you in front of Donald. Do that. I do. I don't love knowing about it about <laughs> you, but at the same time, I do because now this is like how I may refer to you in okay. a really weird way. That's fine. And I think that most like, people react poorly food. to it. But like, daddy needs Listen, she calls me old all the time. I feel like a dad at this point. You do. Yeah. She does call you old. You don't, if this makes you feel better. Thank you. I never would have guessed you're 34. Oh, thank you. You're very I get that a lot. Like, yeah. You I just, think he's spry? Were you about to say he's spry? Because so he's not. So spry. You don't live with him all the time. And he always says like, oh, he'll get, this is his biggest she thing. She exaggerates. No, this biggest thing is he gets into bed every night. He goes, oh, I have never been this tired in my whole life. And I'm like, you said that yesterday. No. <laughs> or like, oh, I've never felt this pain before. It's like, dude, we are not experiencing everything for the through, first okay. time. Yeah. Okay. But it's not I got it. You got to kind of give a little bit to Paul here because your job hours are so wonky yeah. Yeah. and you work at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And if I had to do that on a regular basis, I think I'd be passed on the floor right now. <laughs> well, you so, do it by 10. I'm tired. Yeah, Ten. I'm tired. I went to bed at 830 the other night. Really? Aaron had to convince me not to go to bed at 730 the night before that. So you know what? <sighs> I would kick I your ass elderly because I tell Paul, I'm like, this sucks. But, yeah. I, but I work a 10 to 6 job. So like when yeah. he wants to go to bed at like nine or ten i'm like cool i had four hours with you today yeah that's okay that's different because you are a very big quality time person so like actually i would love i'm gonna ask questions now this is about me um how do you guys manage that though because you're such a quality time person (laughs) and your job is kind of weird hours it's temporary i'm getting it's temporary but i will for now it's a little bit off and then especially i mean you guys have you know, the run clubs that we all do together, but that's together and not like mm-hmm. individualistic quality, time. quality and time. And that's what I tell him all the time. I think lately it's been really hard. I will say like we have had not like arguments, but me coming to him being like, I feel <laughs> like I'm disconnected from yeah. you. Like I do feel a disconnect. It's a terrible feeling too. Yeah. But he does do a really good job of like, if I'm like, I feel really disconnected from you. I said this a few weeks ago, like, like we don't get quality time. Like we do have a routine where it's like we either have a run club after work mm-hmm. or 
you make dinner, I sit on the couch, you come join me on the couch, we eat dinner, and then bed. Yeah. And he did a really good job, like, planning, like, hey, let's get out of the house, let's go to, like, the Christmas market, let's go do a dinner. Like, he does a really good job listening to what I Mm -hmm. am telling him and trying to, like, now we try to go to bed a little bit earlier, like, get into bed, and then he'll be like, okay, let's ask each other, like, connecting questions, or, like, things like that, just so that we do have more quality time, which I appreciate a lot, because (laughs) that is the stuff, like, I... I'm not good with surface level. I'm not good with like just being in the presence of the person that I want to be with. I need like quality connecting time where like I'm learning about you. Like we're learning about each other. I feel like you know things about me. Like we're connecting, we're talking, we're having like meaningful conversations. And so. I just want to let you know I burped. (laughs) And I I was really respectful about it. I didn't smell it. I didn't smell it. Really respectful about it. Maybe that's why. Paul like burps like. No, usually (laughs) I do, but I just wanted you to know. Uh, I'm with two burpers and I hate it. (laughs) One of the last things I wanted to cover with you guys, because you're both new homeowners, congratulations. Thank you. And you you mentioned you're, you know, poor, because that's what happens when you buy (laughs) a house. $3. Yeah, $3 (laughs) in in your banking account. But that. Here I am, being a sugar mom at a poll. Now, has that turned you into. Has that turned both of you into like kleptos now? Because you were, we were talking about, before this, we were talking about stealing. I was already a keplo. Keplo? Klepto? Max had had too Mac has had too much wine at this point. Which is honestly not even enough. No. I like brought wine over here. I was like, we need to get a little, a little, you know. It's kind of entertaining. And now I feel like I wish our butler brought us more. I know. Like, I don't want to end this. I feel like I could do this for another three hours. Let's do it. Let's do it off the recorder because we need to save content for the next time. I'm not. Yes, I steal things. Okay. I steal things. Okay. (laughs) Actually, this is. She's like admitting it. My name is Mac. Right. My name is Mackenzie. Hi, my name is Mac and I steal things. I'm my name thief. is Mackenzie, and I have stolen things. She from does have this weird Target, thing. I think, Meyer, I think she could be like Amazon billionaire style, and Amazon. still go to the grocery store and be like, "We don't need to pay for that." <laughs> <laughs> Prices are outrageous, and to Prices be honest, are outrageous, and I will are. not pay. They them. are. I will not. Um, and to be honest, like. Uh, they make so much money and like it's kind of a thrilling thing. They make so much money and we don't. Yeah. And like so I they might don't deserve be, to have ours. I might be an engineer, but I still think things like when I walk into a store, I'm like, that should be two for one. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like pillows. Yes. Okay. No, but actually you said it last week. So I I will admit. If you can't do your job and put a price tag on something, her, it's mine. Let her confess to her sins. <laughs> I'm going to confess to my sins. There's, I mean, where do we start? Yeah. Like honestly, but when I was younger, when I was in high school, I did get that kind of adrenaline rush and I was a little bit of a klepto and oh. I like kind of took things that were not mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. I I will admit that I'm not proud of it, but I'm also not not proud of it. Yeah, it is your past. So now oh. as an adult human being, I sometimes accidentally klepto. <laughs> and so for example, <laughs> I like part of me is so terrified that like Target is gonna listen well, to this and like they talked about this. Yeah, they, bu- they apparently build a case for you. Like how like, many? T- how do they know though? And like, where's the proof? Because like, <laughs> the proof is come to my house. Like, I feel like y'all are skeptics. Now I'm admitting it, but like, you're just proof sitting is there, in the pudding. You're sitting in the like little security room, and you're just like, bitch, like like she just stole a pillow. Where, that was fifty bucks. Where's like, the proof? They pull up two pack taper podcast. <laughs> but like, oh I gosh. I can say something, but like whatever, just. Don't come at me, Target. 
So we had the exact same. We had the exact same experience where I had a cart full of a lot of pillows, and I'm scanning all of these pillows, and one of them did not have a tag, and I was like, I have done so much You're work. You're coming I with me. Have, <laughs> me and i had so many pillows in my car i was a little overwhelmed this one did not have a tag and i was like i've paid for so many my car is at like 200 dollars. and you don't want to wait for customer service to like right. come tell you how much a pillow is like honestly you're welcome for spending 200 dollars. like yes. i'm gonna take this pillow with me and like low-key you could have gone to home goods and gotten the same pillow for like 10 dollars. and that's target's fault yeah like, not mine. like i'm sorry if you're gonna charge me 40 dollars for one plain ass pillow it's a two for one yeah it's and also like one. at that point i I bought so many pillows a day. It was legitimately, I think I bought six. So you know what? It was six for one. So get over it. Six for one? It was the day that you came over with Tess. Yeah. There were a lot of nice pillows on yeah, your couch. One and was for them. free. And it did not have a tag. And I was like, <laughs> respectfully, Target. I paid for all the other ones. This one doesn't have a tag. That's not my fault. That's your fault. This one's coming with me. The kicker was the candle. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a six wick candle. It's this like is a like a very drug addict. Ex- like a very expensive candle. It was like, it was like six wicks. It was. And six I wicks. Was That's feeling, like expensive. Yeah, I was One feeling frisky. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to buy this candle for my dining room table. So what would you say the biggest thing you've ever stolen was? Like, like, you know, the most expensive. Like an Xbox or something. Uh, but no, wait, I want to hear no. more about this candle. How did you get it? From the you store. put it in a car. It was dude. in my car. No, and I, I did truly mean to pay for it. I did. Uh, it I was, I it. had, okay. I say that to myself Paul, too. have you ever had a cart with six pillows in it? No. Because it's a busy ass <laughs> cart. I would never buy it. <laughs> it was a very busy cart. And the candle happened to be at the bottom of the cart. Uh-huh. So I'm scanning all these pillows. And I walk out to my car and I put all the pillows in the car and then I look down and I'm like, oh, fuck <laughs> the candle. The candle was buried in the pillows and I didn't see it. Yeah. But at that point, like, I'm in the parking yeah, lot. You're not going like, back. I'm not going back. So I did take the candle. Not I'm so sorry, that. Target, but also you so make sorry. way more than I do <laughs> and you Target. will never even notice. And like low key, like candles are overpriced. And yeah. th- so overpriced. And honestly, I spend so much money at Target. Like, at the, if there was a point system, which I know there is, like, I've earned that candle. <laughs> like, She's like, you have a point system. I don't use it, but I deserve it. <laughs> but I've earned the candle. Yeah. So you know what? I'm not even mad about it. It looks great on my dining room table. So thank you, Hearth and Hand. Jeez. I appreciate it. Um, um, on that note, our glasses are empty. Yeah. And we'll call it here. We should save some for next podcast. But how long has it been? Like almost know, two hours. Five hundred hours. Mm. Yeah. But thank you all for listening, and <laughs> we hope check that we've us ins- out on our socials. Yeah, we hope that taper. you've ins- we've inspired you to not only listen to this podcast, <laughs> check us out on our socials, but also if you're in the Grand Rapids area, local, come Thursdays and run with us. Yeah, yeah you should. HGR. Society Track Club, bro. If I'm in town, I'm there. Society track. She's never in town, but she's still there. (laughs) But all right. right. Peace out, friends. Bye.